Bam, we're live. Let's see. Um, Have you ever met a Harbert? Harbert? Herbert? Matthew? Harbert? Not. Harbert. Oh, it's here. Yes. Harbert. There we go. Let's see. The mic. Yeah, perfect. Can you hear me properly? I can. All right. Uh, Matt, guess what country he's in. <laughs> You know, uh, how about wait, 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 hold on. Let me give you another. Let me give you another angle. How about that? There you go. I oh my God! It's a toy. It's a toy faces. store. Okay. <laughs> it's a toy store. It's a toy store. Look at all those toys. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I live in a toy store. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I live alone. <laughs> uh, you're not. You're not in India now. No, no, no. I, I, I I'm back in Amsterdam. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, well, I, I was, I, I, I was thinking you were in India, but I'm seeing some stuff that I'm like, well, the light bulbs aren't covered. That's kind of Indian. I could, I could That's, see that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this clock looks like something, or is that a clock? That looks like something that's a little more permanent. This one? That one. Uh, yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a clock. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, this definitely, this is my home. So I'm, I'm back. I'm back in Amsterdam. Yeah. I usually, when I travel to India, I, I shoot, you know, I, I people think I'm on vacation uh, and I, you know I, I'm traveling but I'm shooting a lot of content so it takes me I, I don't have any time to actually process the content when I'm there because I'm either on the bike on the motorbike or I'm shooting or I'm training so uh, that's that's why people usually have the impression that I'm still in India even though I am not you know that's the the lag of social uh, social media Yes. Um, uh, Susan, can you bring up his YouTube page or, or his Instagram? Uh, for those of you who don't know who this is, am I pronouncing your name right? H Harbert. Yes, that's perfect. How do you, can I hear you say it? Harbert. Uh, Harbert. Harbert. Harbert Egberts. Yeah, in, in Dutch, it's in, in English, it'd say Egberts. In Dutch, it would be Egberts, but that would be diff difficult to pronounce. Egberts. Like, like Egberts, like... Ech. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harbert yeah. Yes. Harbert Yes, exactly. That's it. That's it. That's in Dutch. You're Dutch? Yeah, I am. Well, um, what are Dutch people? Like, um, by that, I mean, like, um, uh, uh, Mexicans are um, the country that's south of me, Mexico. It's ba it's Native Americans who were raped by Europeans. And so now we call them Mexicans. <laughs> what, 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 what are Dutch people? What, what did you – are you guys, like, some, like, breakaway, like – are you like an Icelandic um, religious colony that broke away from Iceland? What are you guys? No, no, we're not that. Um, okay. okay, so I, I, I hope I present, I present the Dutch people uh, in, in, a, in, a, in, in the right way. But we're, we're most known as the, the country that is living underneath the water. So we're very good at um, building, uh, well, basically dikes uh, to prevent... Us please don't say that being... word on my show. Please, 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 <laughs> please. I'm only 70 miles south of San Francisco. It's not appropriate. It's not appropriate. <laughs> All right. Sorry about that. I know. Uh, but we're 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 good at that, you know, because we're we're living underneath the water. So that's also why we're uh, generally taller because we have to live like this. Ah, you're yeah. below sea level. Yeah, which exactly. Has caused yeah. everyone to be over six feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> that is supposedly that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's take a break from this great story real quick click this boy in the red shirt this boy in the red shirt is mm. is is the 
this is the epitome of who this guy is, in my opinion, in the short time that I've experienced him. Here is a young man. This is India? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, and uh, he is so happy to see Harbert. And he is so happy to share with Harbert what he's learned from Harbert. And then when Harbert sees him performing um, the movements um, that he's learned from Harbert, you can hear in Harbert's voice how happy he is that this mm -hmm. man has picked up these skills with such efficacy, pride, um, passion, and love. And, and I, I think there's a, a, a aha moment here for Harbert where he's like, oh, my goodness, I, this is a um, – I, 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 he, he's like Johnny Appleseed. That's a guy in the United States who, who, who planted Appleseeds. You're planting seeds. And this mm. is, this is like some, uh, uh, one of your seeds that has not only grown into a tree, but that is, uh, fr it's fruiting. Mm. Yeah. Right? You're, ma you're making me a little bit emotional here. I, I Good. I mean, it is emotional. This, this, this guy's <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah. This, this kid's oh, so cool. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a uh, this year. I've, I've, this is my fifth time that I that I traveled to India, and f at first it was primarily to show Western people, you know, what where this modern tool, which is very niche and new uh, in our minds, actually uh, originates from. And but somehow the Indian people have gotten um, the word that there's a big, big, uh, big Dutchman going through the country uh, using their original equipment, and it's. Apparently, it's not that uh, common, or the knowledge is not that common anymore. So, it's it's being you know, India is a very big country. But for example, if you live in Dubai or Mumbai, um, you 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 don't really experience these types of training tools because you're isolated and you're you, you know you basically taught the English language. So most of the rituals that are part of the you know traditional part of India, they are they are yeah, also not really publicly. Uh, approved of because you know we're they are so focused on the west and uh, it's it's interesting to see that the the way that i show the culture is kind of inspiring them to pick up pick it up on their own too just like a, a dutchman for example would now inspire me to build dikes i would be wow man i didn't know we, we would actually be able to do this and then i start to build dikes <laughs> you're you're adding to the something that they may have thought is dorky or to turn their back to that because they look up to the west so much they're like holy cow it, it's a two-way street the west is looking up to us yeah exactly yeah, yeah that's so cool. How did that kid see you? That's just that's just the internet. Power of the internet. Um. Yeah. So he pro he I, he said through the YouTube. So uh, he he definitely saw videos from me on YouTube. And then how he actually came to that place was that he saw one of my stories that I posted, and he was like he he was so uh, focused on trying to meet me, but when I was there because it. Of course, I'm. It's quite hectic, and I'm. I'm not trying to. You know, I cannot respond to all the messages that I get when I'm there. So I basically just show the story. And for some people, they, you know, they are so adamant on trying to reach me, and that they actually try to find where that story is, or they actually know where it is. So he picked up his gada and, and just try to find me, and try to see where where we where we were at. So that's how he found. Uh, that's how he found me in that place. And when um, you say gada, that's the that's what I'm referring to as the mace. Yeah, so 
Gada, Mace, the, you, of course, it, I, I think you probably know this. There's always diff different names for the same thing, and then people use a different name for that thing, and then it kind of gets diluted. But in my mind, it was always used as a way that a Gada is like a bamboo handle with a concrete or stone bottom, and that a Mace would be uh, a steel version of that, which would... Uh, change the weight distribution slightly. For example, yeah, the one that you see the, on the left, for example, the big one, yeah, that one is kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah. But this one, this one feels quite similar to to a gada, but then again, it's not traditionally known as a gada. So some people use a steel mace to refer to a smaller one, but they also use mace belt to incorporate that same name. So for me, it's just one big. Uh, I, I just now I just refer to the gada as the Indian name of the mace and the mace as you know it could be any tool it could be a steel version it could be an iron version it could be a wooden version it could be a you know um concrete version and that's basically a mace and then you can define that maybe in say a steel version of the mace a steel mace or a mace bell which is yeah it's it's interesting also because when I think of the steel mace and you go online and you start Googling, it's a whole different kind of people. You go to your, your YouTube channel and it's uh, it's Krishna Das playing. You go to the steel mace and it's like heavy metal, like, you know, Krav Maga, ah, I'm going to kill. Uh, yeah, yeah. kill science. It's very it's a there's a difference in the presentation. Um, sure, sure. And this is also because I just went to India, right? So um, my my content right now is is focused on that presenting, you know, what I've come to know through my experiences. But of course, I'm also a practitioner of the modern style of training with a mace, which goes further than just, you know, a swing like this, but goes way, you know, around the body, twisting, turning, lunging, everything combining everything together. So I'm also part of the heavy metal part. Maybe I don't use the heavy metal one, but uh, I'm definitely, you know, kind of the, the gatekeeper between those communities. I'm trying to bridge, you know, the, the two worlds and try to see that uh, they're all connected. Um, if, if there is a, um, feel, please Google uh, the flowing Dutchman. Um, uh, and in, he has master's classes. He is understating, his position in this community that he has, he has really, really embraced this tool and he's running with it full speed and he is making it accessible to everyone. I mean, there is, he is putting out so much content, by the way, I love how short your videos are. I like long videos because then I can make money off of them. I like your <laughs> short videos because they're practical and effective. We're on two total, totally different planes, but, uh, <laughs> but, but the videos well, are cool. Cause yeah. I just got on, do you know what an assault bike is? It's the bike yeah. with the handles. Yesterday yeah. I got on and I was just watching video after video and, and they just change so quickly and the scene changes and the tools are changing. Mm. And it's, it's really a, um, your first 15 videos that are, or your most recent 15 videos are just an incredible introduction to what you've been doing. Mm. Well, glad to hear that, man. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, so, go, so go back to the Dutch thing. So, so who are these, who are the Dutch people? So we know you, your country's <laughs> below sea level. We yeah. know you love, you love some dikes. And, um, but is there a connection yeah. to any of the people around you, the countries around you? Like, you know, Americans are basically, we told the, the English, go fuck yourself. We want, we want to pray to our own God. And we got jumped in our boats and came over here. I mean, not me, I'm Armenian, yeah. but, um, what are the Dutch people? What, yeah. Is, so is it's there a traditionally, it's a Christian, uh, based country, I think, um, uh, similar to German, 
Germany. It is it, it's next to Germany and next to um, Belgium and France. So that those are like all connected, and we're separated by the sea from England. But it's one of the closest countries to England um, from that. So so just in a way, we're in Europe, and uh, that's where we're located. And traditionally. Um, we have like the idea of the golden age, which was in 1700s when uh, Netherlands and uh, was very keen on traveling around the world and you know being very very a big player for such a small country. That's that's kind of what the Netherlands. When you mean travel, you mean um, kick ass. Conquer. Yeah, conquering a different yeah, okay, uh, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the the, the thing that is not uh, it's not um, possible anymore. Yeah, and then you got, yeah. and, but and and then in the, you said you're Christian, and so basically Jesus is your homeboy over there, and, and then you guys became a peace loving country. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, w- I was raised a Christian as well. My father is actually a preacher. So, oh, um, no kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Inter- interesting fact. Uh, Harbert. Um, just to get really into the sensitive stuff, how how is travel for you? If you're traveling in and out of the country, did that mean you had to get vaccinated? Yeah, because I've heard I've the, heard you go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I've heard you speak about the importance of health, and I've heard you uh, more than allude to the fact, but that it's really personal people's personal responsibility, and and people should take personal accountability. And mm. it sounded like you're saying. Um, which doesn't exclude you from taking the vaccine, but it sounds like you're really about your natural immunity and in and, and, and taking that path. Just from the from the videos, I've been watching a lot of it, Harbert, Harbert videos. Yeah, that is that is correct. I must say that I'm, I would be very inclined to pursue the other path of being unvaccinated. Yeah, but because because I do feel like there wouldn't be such a big reason for it i actually got it after i got my first shot a uh-huh. week after so it was kind of like okay this is kind of nonsense because now i get it anyway and it doesn't help me yet so I'm, I'm still having to go through you know how it would be if i wouldn't have been vaccinated for me it's it's mostly travel based so i don't want to be you know i feel like there's such a negativity around the 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 fact that you're kind of trying to move around it that it could be for some people unhealthier to get to actually not get it because your your mind is going ah, it all the time right so if i if i wouldn't have taken it i wouldn't have been able to make this travel to india right now which w- would eventually have made me more depressed and stressed about the fact that i wouldn't be able to travel there and now it was kind of like okay i just get it done and i travel and hey i don't wear <laughs> i'm not trying like even in India, I'm, I'm sometimes, you know, when, when it's allowed to, to, to when it's, uh, when I was in Kerala, the southern part, everybody was wearing a mask everywhere. So even outside, it was, and you have to drive, when you're driving on a motorcycle, you have to wear one. I was like, yeah, no, no I'm definitely not going to do that. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> I'm kind I'm, I'm always, I'm always, I can be a little bit, you know, once it makes sense, then I'm then I'm for it. But once it doesn't make sense, I'm I'm kind of counter countering that pretty quickly. But for now, for me, it's it's mainly you know I want to be free to travel to go wherever I wherever I can. So I, I and I wouldn't be able to give any advice on that. I just there's just just one thing which is very important for me is we have to focus on our health because eventually that will make us healthier. You know, <clears throat> aside from which which 
you know, which disease is spreading or which disease you were able to get. I, I, I definitely preach, you know, being able to look after yourself, you know, in a mental and physical health. And I think in that sense, you would be most inclined to live a prosperous life. You know? Whatever happens to you, whether you fall off a motorcycle, whether you get SARS-CoV-2, whether you slip and fall down the stairs, the healthier you are, the more likely you're going to survive, the more likely that you're not going to have permanent damages. And age is the same thing. I have a five-year-old boy. If he falls down a flight of stairs at the bottom, he'll be laughing. If I fall down the stairs, I'll have an injury that stays with me the rest of my life. If my mom falls down a flight of stairs, she's going to die. There, there's, there's, this is just age. This is, these are the rules that God or whatever Darwin put here. These are just the, the rules. Yeah, it's giving, it's giving us yeah. a ch- Dude, do you your have best. A, you have yeah. some leverage yeah. to work on your health, and at a yeah. certain point, it's too late. Like that's yeah, kind yeah. of how I see the whole development. Yeah. You have a chance when you're getting older to yeah. to start becoming more conscious of how your body works. And for me, that's very um, very deep connection having that with your body. So the moment you feel any pain or something is stiff, you kind of start to feel it, and then you kind of work work it out. And that is that that path for me is what I see a perfect way to get older because then you become more sensitive to the things. And even when a child falls up the stairs, he's probably, you know, he's just enthusiastic, like oh, rather than you, yeah. you you fall. So it's and when you're older, you have a chance now to be, you know, more more careful or have prepared for being able to land. You you can you can learn how to land, for example. True. If you're falling, true. True. you can learn how to fall and True. Those are all things and, and habits that you can incorporate and that will eventually make you healthier. And then, <laughs> but and it's then all I- it's all long term and it's all prevention. And those things are very difficult to yeah. market and it's very difficult to right. personal say, accountability to, yeah. is very hard to market, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. So but I think it's the push path. Up. sorry. I would say it's hard to sell push-ups. <laughs> uh, yeah. Harbor, this is my buddy Matt. Matt Harbor. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Hey Matt. I'm hey, okay. doing? very rude. Um <laughs> and, and on the on, on the same other other end of the spectrum, every time you um uh do something that negatively impacts your health, let's say you sit down with uh, um some donuts and uh, a couple Coca-Colas, you <laughs> you're I mean, you're negatively impacting yourself. It's dangerous. It's like walking out onto a high wire, whether you know it or not, you're, you're negatively impacting yourself. You're, you're taking, it's a risk. It's like skydiving. Every time you drink a Coke, you, you know, you did a little jump out of an airplane. I think, uh, it's true. It's true. But I think the, the fact that it would be in habit is more dangerous in the long ah. term than if you would do it sporadically. So, right. Like if it, you skydive every day, eventually you are going to splat. <laughs> yeah exactly no no that's true that's it's exactly true. true i, have a t- yeah, I know yeah. so many stories i mean you could wikipedia how many people have died jumping out of planes the list is crazy Splat! <laughs> it, it, it yeah. sounds so so yeah, it's, yeah. hey you started very, off very by visual. talking about dykes we can say anything now splat you can say anything you want here it's very visual yeah. <laughs> no no that, that's so 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 yeah that's that's true you know it's about is about which rituals you have and then also being very aware of whenever you can make uh, such a decision. And when you take it, go all in, right? So if, if you have negative uh, associations with a bad behavior, then eventually you'll be drawn towards it too. Mm. So that in my, in my experience, if I have you know a negative connotation with something that I do, I usually fall into a pattern of doing it more often. So also being 
able to relax in the fact that it's okay to do it, I think that that opens up the ability to stop doing it. But uh, can you give me an example of that? That, that, that? There's there's some connection there to it. What about things that are addictive? But but give me an example of that. Um, so for example, let's see. I've been I've been trying to work on uh, like how my mind responds to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see a negative negative habit for um, like yeah, not for example, to, like you're if, saying not to for, push. Yeah, it. No, no, no. I, I got an example. Okay. For example, if I watch a movie, I, I last two years. If I watch a movie in the evening, I'll kind of make the decision, but not really truly make a decision, and then suddenly the movie starts. I don't I don't do this very often, but when I do, then. After the movie, I suddenly have a very negative reaction to it. Like, oh my god, I could have done this. I could have done that. I could yeah. have, uh, oh man, shit. Da, da, da. I just threw away da, da, two da, da, hours da, da. of my life. <laughs> I just wasted. You know. Uh, yeah, uh, I know. Well, that during the actual entertainment, you're not fully enjoying. You, you cannot enjoy the experience fully. So, in in that way, I've, I've been trying to. I, I'm seeing that those patterns, because it's a pattern, right? I I notice that when I watch when I watch a movie, if it ends, I start to feel guilty. So yeah. it's like, and, and that's a that's a process that happens every time I do it. So uh, breaking the that habit actually it, it had to come from accepting the fact that it was okay that I did it, um, mm. and and that actually make it made it easier. And now I'm working towards um, you know a way to to not blame myself whenever I go out, and that's probably just in writing it down for me. So for example, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I, I, I worked all day and I, I enjoyed it and now I'm going to enjoy it. And then I'm going to get into sleep, you know? So that's an example. You know where I have it. Um, uh, if I'm not leveraging what I'm doing mm. to further this podcast, I'm not happy. So mm. like when I'm on Instagram, like I, if I like my, my Instagram wants me just to, they're just begging me to click on girls with huge tits. They're just, they're just, they're just begging me. They're just everywhere. And I, and, and they're, it's cool. They don't even have to be. But, hey, but, but Savant, that, yeah. that might, that might also be because you, 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 Instagram I've clicked on them. That you like quite, it. quite possible. I, I only blame them though. I, I take no account of responsibility. It was an accident. I accidentally clicked on it. Um, and, 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 and I shouldn't even say it's huge boobs. It's just, any boobs and then second it wants me to click on dudes with like beautiful bodies like guys with chiseled chests and stuff and um i don't i i don't click on them because i um i can't imagine them being coming on the podcast (laughs) and so i can't lever i can't justify spending that time to i want to but it's the same with scrolling if i'm scrolling and it's not i'm not seeing something that i want to use on my podcast yeah um, I, I, I struggle, but, but on the flip side, it's made like bad shit that happens. Great. Mm. So let's say like one of my kids were like to shit his pants. Like mm. maybe before I had the podcast, I'd be like, Oh man, I got to clean this up. Now I'm like, Oh, this is going to be a great story for the podcast. Oh, you know what right. I mean? Like yeah, I just yeah, leverage, yeah. I'm just constantly just leveraging everything. So your, your mind is all in your podcast. Yeah. So everything so like I tried around to watch, you involves, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I tried to watch the new James Bond movie the other day. I love James Bond and I got an hour through it and I'm like, this sucks. I, I'm not enjoying this. And I'm like, oh, so I turned it off and I'm like, okay, well, that's something I can talk about on my podcast. How shitty the James Bond movie. It's just like, so, 
I mean, I, is, is it like that for you, for you, for your business, for your mace, for your, um, is me eating this, is this going to affect my swinging? Me, me posting this, how does this further my introduction of this master's class to the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, do you have that going on also? It's the creative process is, a, is, a, is something that, that is in my mind the whole day. So for uh, give an example, I, I teach at Rockstar Lifestyle in Amsterdam, which is like, it's, it's some, something like a gym, maybe a little bit familiar to um, CrossFit, but maybe not as competitive, um, but similar kind of exercises, but more maybe on contraction, uh, but still, you know, a lot less uh, equipment. And if I teach there, I, we usually have group classes. I I'm always, for example, I hold a stick and I do like exercises with the stick. And this is actually where I got my stick mobility drills that I do before, um, uh, that I use in my, my classes. Is this yeah. it? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I don't think they need the word, uh, there. I just, I just, which, which, I, <laughs> I think it could just be rock star lifestyle. Uh, yeah. yeah just, I mean, just saying, just saying. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, no, I'll, I'll get back to English is my first language. I'm just, I, I just think, I them. think this could be, I, I don't think this is the right, no, no, this, I don't think this is the right website. No, this is oh, the, oh. in English, uh, Oops, it's the Rockstar Lifestyle and then Amsterdam. It's probably, will get you there. But, um, the, so, so I, I use those training sessions and while teaching, I'm continuously, you know, trying to mobilize here and there feeling. And so I kind of, I'm still in that creative process, even though I'm actually there and I can manage, you know, teaching uh, a full class. But sometimes I realize something when I'm, you know, when I'm moving around and watching people, suddenly I realize, oh, wait a second, this actually f functions this way and I can hold the stick. And yeah, that's the, that, that's the website. And in that way, I, I create something while I'm actually busy doing another thing. So it's always in my mind, even, even when I'm working here from home, I, you, you have, you see all these toys here, right? Yeah. So I work uh, 20, 20 to 30 minutes and then I just pick up a club and it's here on my table and I just start swinging and I, I basically let my thoughts go. And then sometimes I just, something clicks and I, I and that is sometimes an inspiration for a whole new course. So I use those strange creative ways to be open to uh, to learn something new and discover something that I or tackle a problem that I've encountered while making you know a class or yeah. Um, you were you were a drummer. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That 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 um, I actually was a guitar player huh? and I did drumming on the side. I, I I taught that myself, but I started I started playing guitar when I was six or seven. I wow. did that. I played in bands for my whole like younger years when I was a teenager. That was my thing to play in bands and I did singing and then I taught myself drums. And then when it was time to go to the university, I had to move to Amsterdam and that's kind of where a drum set wasn't really applicable. And I still taught in my, I, I did rowing and uh, I, I was a freshman, freshman eight at near eyes and this uh, kind of rowing you were on the crew team yeah yeah in, yeah uh, you're in made for that shit yeah you're made <laughs> for that and um so so that's actually where we also had a band so i i continued doing that but after that i moved my creative vision over to training and i became fully focused on uh 
training myself and also teaching and coaching people. It, it, you say now your creative vision is that you do you use that terminology in hindsight or did you have those words back then also? No, 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 no. I actually would say that I would be pretty uncreative before I was, I'd say, before I really got into the mace. I so would you, be, so this movement, this whole passion, this yeah. movement, you've you've shaken the tree, and now things are falling out. Uh, yeah, and it's it's spreading like mad. I'm 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 st- I'm starting to realize how open minded I actually am, mm-hmm. and now I'm starting to see that all my um, dysfunctions with going to school and university when I was younger, being not so conscientious. Yeah. You know, having trouble to plan, having trouble to be structured, having trouble to, you know, commit to not not necessarily commit to it. I was always committed and I finished it, but it was never an easy ride. It was always a hurdle. It was always, uh, yeah, uh, procrastination, all these types of things. I I always so I when I look back, it would be that I was kind of like a diesel train trying to move through. And after I realized that I was doing that and finished it all, I kind of let that go and started to emerge into a newer. Yeah, I would say, I would call it a, a rebirth or a transformation. Uh, how, how, how old are you? I'm 28, almost 29. Yeah, man, what a great age. And, and, and this, this lifestyle you're living, this shirtless lifestyle, um, this is the pinnacle. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is the, this is the pinnacle in my mind of mankind. You mm. want to live in a warm place and you want to um, wear shorts, and you want to be barefoot. This is the, uh, exactly. <laughs> and you want to do this in uh, in Hawaii or in India or in you. You want to find a place where, where mm. you can do it. What a great thing that you've been to India. The I spent a lot of time in India. What you see there, no other man will ever. There's no amount of fucking LSD. There's nothing you will know. You will never. You'll never be able to comprehend that. This is just human experimentation, social experimentation going on in all these different countries. And they're running an experiment over there that if you don't see it, you're missing out. You you spent your whole life on the planet. I don't care if you're the richest man in the world. If you haven't walked around India barefoot and shirtless, you are you 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 missed 25 percent minimum of what the fuck's happening on the planet. Mm. Your your life's been shorted. I mean, it's it's um. It's remarkable. It, it, you, you, the fact that they have 1.5 or 1.7 billion people, the things that they can do there. I describe people harbored this scene that I saw there one time. Yeah, yeah the, all this stuff. This is great shit. Yeah. They, yeah. they have towns that recycle pen caps that are larger than all of Belgium. That are all like, I mean, like they have stuff there in, in scale yeah. that you can't even imagine. But I remember seeing this huge freeway project going on. And there mm. were like the thousand of some of the most beautiful women I've ever seen walking mm. with these things on their head, moving mm. um, concrete like a half a mile in a circle, like a conveyor belt of beautiful women moving concrete. And, I, and I'm like, in the United States, we'd have like 25 fat guys driving tractors doing this. And here they have a thousand of the most beautiful women I've ever seen doing it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. they got this shit figured out. I don't think that's possible anymore with the current uh... – <laughs> way of, of of picturing things in the in the west <laughs> no no but but that shit's still going on in india right yeah 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 no it's it's very it's very traditional the things that i 
and cows, cows all over the freeways, monkeys that you better not make eye contact with. They're like, don't make Definitely eye contact with the donkeys. You'll yeah, fuck yeah, that yeah, monkey. Yeah. And you look at him, you're like, okay, all right. I'm sorry. I'm cool. <laughs> Have you been fronted on by monkeys? Uh, I, I usually, no, no, I haven't been attacked, but. Not attacked, no, but no. they where they put like five or six of them walk oh, up to yeah. you and posture yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. like they're going to shake you down. I usually have a little play with the animals. I cannot really yeah. stay away from them. I usually try to see the point where they're like, okay, now get off, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I encountered that with monkeys, but mm, I, yeah. The the monkeys are quite a thing, you know, in India because they, they, they can be quite disturbing, especially for market people. They, they can be, they can be like little children, like banging on the, on, and then picking and stealing stuff. And it's quite, if you're really sitting there and just watching the whole fiasco go, that that's going on with the relationship between little markets and monkeys, it's quite, you know, they're, it's, they're bad it's, kids. It's almost, it's almost out of control in our yes. mind. It would be definitely out of control, but for them, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's usual. So, they, uh, you know, it would be fun to do, like go to a city that like you just hate and then just give the monkeys there like a, just a big bag of li- of, of lighters. Give the monkeys there like a hundred cigarette lighters and be like, here you go. Just let them just burn the sa- town down. Here, go have fun, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 could be a, that could be a strategy, you know? When That's I was in Varanasi, I, I would sleep at night and they would oh, always come. Varanasi. Yeah, and they would come check my windows at night. Yeah. To come in in my room. I'm like, dude, <laughs> well, this one's taken. Like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> I think they want to come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's My- yeah, the, the the chaos and everything. But the, the the beautiful thing about India is that it eventually it all makes sense. Like it, it works. Yes. It's just things are in our. It's it's difficult for us to see how it works, especially if you're looking from uh, if you're not diving in, and if you're staying out. Right. For example. Yes. Yes. People, yes. 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 If you're trying to wear I, shoes and stay clean, you're fucked. If you try, if, you, if you're trying to get a good experience of India by going to the Taj Mahal, you're not getting a good experience of India. Right. 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 Because it's too crowded, too many people. Everything. Every. Everyone. I, I make this example of usually when you come to India, really new people say, "For me, guest is God." So they really treat you like you are a God in their way. But if you come to touristic places, I say that people treat you as guest is money. <laughs> Because yeah. then suddenly, you know, and and trying to see those two things, like I, I think a lot of people that as a tourist in India only see the latter part because it's they don't go fully into the culture. Because if you go to a resort, if you go to a luxury hotel, you you won't find that. You right. you you'll just find people that um, that service you because they earn money, not because they actually invite you in their country and and really want to share, you know, what they have. So. Did, did so someone did someone host you there like someone saw you on the internet and they said um Herbert uh please come visit um I'll host you and then you just basically went there and 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 from there you met another person and another person and so this is a good story it's it's not that I met another person or another but the first time I came there I was I didn't know anything I bought a Royal Enfield and I just started driving and we you bought a what a Royal Enfield it's uh yeah it's a uh, this one you see this one? Oh, Mo- motorcycle! An Indian motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was okay. one of the things that I really wanted when I came to India because the Royal Enfield is a—it's an old British uh, company, but it's not British anymore. It's now actually Indian. Okay. And because it was a British col- colony, they they had these old Enfields there, 
So driving, you know, from north to south on an on a an Enfield was kind of a dream for me. Wow. So that's how it that's kind of how it started. And then I was actually invited in the third year, I would say the third time I came. I was actually invited by uh, Jaiviraj Singohil, which is a prince of Gujar, uh, not, not of Gujarat, but of Bhavnagar. Bhavnagar is a, is a state in Gujarat. He's actually, he's a real prince, as in his father is the king. They're not officially king, king anymore because it's a democracy now. They all given their, they've all given their kingdom uh, to the democracy of India. But he's treated, he's treated like a real prince there so people really have a lot of respect for him so that was a yeah i've been to him now three times and every time it's it's an amazing experience just being just being around he's the big old swole dude you train with yeah 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 one. okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 he's he, he he invited me to to visit his, his palace after seeing some of the things that i did in on instagram and he has been swinging the the mukdos for quite a long time already so he uh, he he's really keen on promoting it too. So that's kind of how I connected with all the people that were in India that are doing the same thing. Um, well now we have we have so many names: the Mugdos, the Gadas, the oh, Steel yeah. Mace. The um, how? Wh- tell me the first time you put eyes on this thing. This this this. this and, and, ha- tell me the evolution. How do you end up with one of these yeah, in this your is hand? The, Prince, yeah. Look at he how was, European you look there. You, I mean, you're you're slowly, you're slow. I mean, you just look so European, and now you're so cool, much cooler looking. Look how. Look, what year is that? No, this is this, this is, is eleven year, weeks yeah. ago. Really? Oh man, I I really like. You know what's funny is um when I go to Europe, like your dogs, everything's different than in the United States. I'm like, what kind of dog is that? They're like a golden retriever. I'm like, that's a golden retriever. Like, especially like in Ireland where everything's like inbred, right? Or Iceland. You're like, what kind of dog is that in Iceland? You're, they're like a Labrador. You're, you're like, ooh, you better spread Ooh. the gene pool out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that one's yeah. looking. Um, But I, you're really getting this. Uh, I, I like it. The, like Europeans are too fastidious and clean and like perfect. And and I and I, I like the more Viking look. You know what I mean? Less showering, more facial hair. Like just let it. Yeah, you like, gotta have that picture where I was standing with the big club, the wooden one in in one of the long goats. But yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of for some people that's kind of an, a disturbing thing to see because that's the traditional wear of wrestlers in India. They have like this small string. Uh, yeah, I like that thing. look for you. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks. I, and when you're wrestling that guy and, yeah. you, and, and and he rolls you over and you slap him on his belly, I just love that whole scene. I just love that <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's yeah, this awesome. <laughs> this, this is, you know, the the picture that you showed earlier was like the first four days of my trip. This was like at the end where I like became like an Indian. <laughs> yeah, you're not showered anymore. You're like, fuck no. it. Yeah. No, just uh, walking around barefoot and uh, being all uh, – being all dirty, yeah. That's that's where I'm wrestling. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so so tell me, how did you end up with one of these these maces? These whatever. What's the? Oh tell yeah, me yeah. Your evolution. You were, you, you, yeah, the evolution. And then I want. Don't so, let me forget to ask you about guitar too at the age of six. But but I'll remember. I'll make mm, a note. Mm. Okay, go on. So what happened is I, after I stopped rowing, I, I I was already interested in posture because my upper back is kind of rounded like the kyphosis, and I was thinking, you know, how could I leverage that by working on my posture? And I was starting to row and I got kind of, I kind of got back pain while I was rowing. So they, 
I went to a few people and they said, you have to strengthen your back, right? Which would not be the advice that I would give myself back then right now, because I learned that it wasn't that. But I started to, to, to do like a strength training back session um, in, outside of my rowing um, training sessions. And that kind of got me into it because I really liked that feeling and I really liked working on my posture. So that was those two things kind of got me into strength training. I did Krav Maga and stuff before I was actually on the, in, in the rowing. So I was kind of experienced within training, but that's where I really decided, okay, I'm going to work on this. I'm really going to work on my body, trying to fix it in all kinds of ways that, that are possible. And at the same time, I noticed that I was also helping other people already while I was learning. So there, there was this, I w I've been a guitar teacher before, so I actually taught people to play the guitar when I was younger. So I knew that there was something in coaching that I really liked. And that is kind of where I took the path. Okay, I finished my stu studies at the university and I decided, okay, I'm not going to pursue that path. I'm going to start my own training company, uh, teaching people very basic, um, but also complex movements. So I kind of got into the kettlebell, the rib trainer, the bozo ball, these types of tools. What, what, go back to the what trainer, the rib trainer? A rib trainer. It's, it's where you throw uh you have one stick and there's like a um, elastic band on one side and there you can do exercises which makes you go out of balance so you have to rebalance yourself okay okay is it are, are the rubber bands attached to a wall behind yeah, you? you can attach okay. it to any any wall okay, okay, okay. so you basically have to counter rotate all the time and that actually okay. makes your core work so that was my intention when i started is to to help people you know more than just building strength also to actually use their body properly and making sure that the core is actually working with these rotational movements. So that's how I was always involved with the YouTube world. I would say I, I, I definitely grown up and matured through YouTube. Um, eventually the, because of the people that I saw on YouTube, but also the advices that they gave me. So that, that kind of led me in a way of mentorship from, from people. And that is how I, eventually got a word of the club bell club bell is the basically a steel version of the mudgar or mudgal or mugdal however you want to call it but these are the big wooden clubs right some of the things that you see around here these are, these are the small ones but these are the bigger ones and that was a steel version of that so i bought one 15 kilograms, which was way too heavy. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The first one. I yeah, was that's... doing this shit in the shower this morning before I, I was, I was trying, I was trying to practice it in the shower just like that. Yeah. Cause I'm going to get, I need to get one after like, it looks yeah, so fun. It's yeah, hypnotizing, yeah, yeah. but then, yeah, yeah it's cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, you, you did, you got it. Do it again. So, it's like a, it's, you're creating a, uh, Am I doing it right? Around the head. Sorry? <laughs> Am yeah, I so you have to move your hands all the way back. You see this position? Yeah. Usually what people do is they get their hands up like this, but you uh -huh. have to stretch all the way down. So you get like a full tricep stretch. And from there, it's basically a swing. So a swing is a pullover where you bring something from the back side of your body to the front side of your body, right? You're pulling yeah. up yeah. and then you're pulling down. But what you're doing with a swing is you're doing that from side to side you see so you pull up and then you pull down but there's a swing in between and the swing is where you use the weight to bring it up by itself so that's 
if you use that momentum, that's correctly. like the athletic faith. That's like where the athleticism and faith and confidence and, technique <laughs> and all that shit comes into place. Right. And coordination and time coordination. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to, you have to know when it has to drop and then you have to respond to increase the momentum. And that is how you can eventually uh, swing heavier weights because you're using your whole body to increase the momentum. If you, you would just do it statically, for example, yeah. like this, so very slowly, yeah. You wouldn't be able to swing a 20 kilogram uh, mace or gada. Like no, no, you way. have to use, you basically you just have to use like a stick uh, to do it slowly. You just have to use like a PVC pipe, right? Like one, yeah. like less than a pound. Sure. You can, you can do that. This is, it's the same, it's the same idea, the same move, right? Eventually you'll, you'll make it smoother and you'll be able to, to, to finish it. But it, it and you it got a 30 pound on. one as your first one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. 30, 30 I, I even pounds, got. Yeah. I even felt like I got sore in the shower doing that. I was like, "Oh man!" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you yeah, really focus up this thoracic opening here, right? Yeah. So it really opens up. Yeah, it's it feels really good, and everybody that does it is like, "Oh wow, this this feels great." And there was also so get back to where we were. Yeah. Is when I bought the club bell, I also bought a mace bell, which is a Dutch company that actually sold them, and I bought one that was four kilograms, and I also bought one that was twelve, but that eventually didn't got shipped, so I only got the four one, which eventually was the perfect weight because I thought I'm going to train people with that. But I noticed that it was also a good weight for me to, you know, explore new new uh, possibilities. And I remember I was I was standing, you know, here, and um, I unpacked it. And I was just swinging it, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is this feels amazing!" Just uh, the sheer increase of momentum. So the club bell is is a lot smaller, and the weight is more packed in the handle. But with the mace, the handle is actually hollow. So what you're doing is you're moving the weight all the way to the end. So that means that the momentum increases, which gives it this feeling. And that just felt so amazing that I just kind of got addicted to swinging. And the first one you got was a thirty pounds. It, it was. Did you immediately? Oh. So, for example, I've, I've got my first mace here. Yeah. This one it's all beaten up by now, but um, but this one is four kilogram. This was the first one that I swung. So the this is hollow. You see. Yeah. And this is one that the one you the, recommend? Yeah, yeah, four, four. So that's like ten pounds ish. Is that too heavy? Is there a lighter one? There is a lighter one, but usually the 10 pounder is, is good because the lighter they get, the more the weight distribution moves because then it moves too much to the handle because the weight is getting less. So that means also that the momentum is not comparable to, yeah, I'm getting, getting, I'm getting very deep now in the, um, in the science. No, I appreciate of it. I appreciate it. It, it. Because the weight, weight distribution moves, the swing and the feel also uh, changes. So because a four, more, sorry, a four kilogram one. Yeah, that would be ideal. So it's a, it, between nine and eleven pounds. It's a very good way to start. And if you're learning new exercises, because there are so many things possible with the mace, you always come back to it. And what I find is the people that I train, for example, here in Amsterdam, they they they've got their maces, so they've got like a, a four, an eight, and a twelve, for example. They they also feel like that whenever they're working and they're just having a break, they just start to do 20 swings, you know, just opening up the body just because it feels good. Not that, not necessarily because, Oh, not right now. I'm going to train my triceps. Right. It's just, yeah, just, just moving and getting your thoughts out. It's for me, it's the best habit um, that I've found so far, just as a way to, to 
to move during the day. Do you sell them on your website? No, I do not. I, I have I have sold this, on this, this wooden one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's going on here? Well, <laughs> it's just um, all the distribution and uh, the logistics. All those, of it. The, yeah, logistics of it is is just uh, a pain in the ass for me to. to is really there focus is there on. a company that you'd recommend? Is there one you'd recommend? What's the one that you get? Is there one you get behind? Depends where you would buy it. So, for example, here I'm going to buy one the second we get off the show. <laughs> right, cool. Like the so second, in, uh, like I probably Europe, I'll just like take a sip and then hit buy. Where should I go? Yeah, I've got a I've got a coupon code for a very good company here in Europe, which is based in the Netherlands. It's called Winners Win Losers Lose NL. They sell um, you know the right maces, in my mind, but maybe shipping to the US, US can be um, can be difficult. So then, on it has has good ones too. A company they're, called they're, On It. Yeah, On It. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy. Yeah. The guy who owns Aubrey that. Marcus. That's like the yeah. He's like the polygamy guy. He's like the guy that was like talking about it's okay <laughs> the that the fucks guy. other dudes. Yeah. <laughs> how do, I wonder how that worked out for him. That I mean that's he a got fun married. Ex- oh yeah. yeah yeah oh good 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 yeah, yeah that's a fun experiment. Um, yeah. <laughs> on on that note, it, it is a really fun experiment. But in the end, um, I'm gonna tell you like if you can get one woman. Do you have a woman? Yeah. You do. Oh wow! Congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah, and is she now. cool? Is she Six cool? Six years now. Does she? Li- is she Indian? No, she's, she's in your. <laughs> she's in your country. You get her when you yeah. come home. Yeah, yeah. She's actually the first one. Uh, she she traveled with me. We were on a three month uh, travel. The first time I went to India, which was a three month travel, one month going to the Himalayas in Nepal, and then two months we bought the uh, motorcycle, and she was sitting behind me, and we traveled from north to south. On a motorcycle that went only 60, 65 kilometers per hour, so not miles per hour. Um, did you ever crash with her on it? Uh, no, no. <laughs> but we did have a lot of trouble with it. Like, uh, for example, one time the spark plug, it, it popped out of the, the engine, which was, in hindsight, pretty dangerous. So, yeah, we, 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 de- we definitely had some trouble trying to fix a bike that wasn't a proper one when we bought it and you just slow do you still own it and just have it parked in yeah India? i still own it yeah i still i, I traveled on it four years uh-huh. um, now i've actually uh rented or i i used a bike from somebody i knew there in bhavnagar so uh-huh. that was a lot quicker and i moved around a lot faster and i had no issues with the you know with anything so that was a huge relief for me because i noticed the, the more i moved the more often I go, the more I kind of know where I want to go. So it's not – the first time I went, it was really like I had no plans. I just go there. The only idea that I had was I'll, I'll try to find some gyms, you know, and just move from one city to one city. And then when I enter the city, I just – I don't know. I just started to ask questions, you know, can you find it at Akara? Akara is gym in um, the old traditional gyms in India. And I just started to to meet people. And that's also from the first trips that's still, you know, those people I still see. So those are like now family to me. Whenever I come there, I just, I'm just welcome. And, you know, I, I can do, I, I really feel at home at those places. How but, tall are you? 6'3". Uh, okay. So, sorry, I interrupted. Go on. You really feel at home in those places and what? Yeah. So I really feel at home and um, I moved from city to city very with not really an intention behind it and now 
because I'm more well-known in the country, people start to message me, hey, come and see this, look at this, look at that. So my scope has changed because I have a lot more contacts now in India. So it has become more uh, an idea, ideal for me to travel to all these places within a certain time limit. So that's why I needed a faster motorcycle. <laughs> and, and you've expressed this mentality of um, if you get comfortable, it's time to move. And, and 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 you have this uh, um, yeah. ascetic. I think that's the word. Ascetic a- a- approach that that you, that you're sort of converting to. The simpler, the better. Don't get soft. Um, mm-hmm. and, and 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 it seems like there is a, a component of of presence and um, a yeah, desire desiring if it, if it, to you. Go ahead. If if it frightens you, that's if it frightens me, and I feel like ooh. That's something that mm, that might be uncomfortable. That I'm inclined to take that path. That's that's a uh, that's something that I really. If it if it if it if the fear comes, the fear comes for a reason. And if you get too comfortable and it it starts to become you know, um, you're not attracted by the fear anymore. That's also the point where you stop you know evolving. And I also for me in India, that's also. Like I'm not there to to go to a beach. I'm not there to, you know. Uh, I'm I'm really. So for example, if I if I just I I I'd be two days in the city, and then I'd be on a motorcycle for like twelve hours or nine hours, and I'd be in the next city, and I arrive at six in the evening. I change clothes and directly go to a gym to shoot till nine, and then at nine I try to eat something and then go to sleep and then wake up again and then. Uh, either travel to the next city to document or in the morning I also document something and then I take the bike for another six or seven hours to the next city so it's quite a it's quite a uh, hectic schedule you're you're extremely disciplined I would yeah I would say so although I'm also like I said not I'm, I'm 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 very disciplined but it's also a little chaotic so I'm disciplined in certain areas, and then suddenly, I, if I lose the discipline, then it, start, it becomes really difficult for me to re, re, regain it. So I, if I have a target, I'm really disciplined towards a target, um, but, I, but I can also lose it. I can also lose some of the habits. For example, if I come back from India, I have a lot of habits when I'm at home. For example, how I, I do, how I schedule things. If I write things down in the morning, taking cold showers, you know, all these all these habits that I have ingrained training every day. Once you go on, on a trip like this to India, you lose everything, at least for me, because I, I totally embrace the culture. I embrace the flow of life, you know, uh, yeah, trying to yeah. see who you meet. Describing it well. Yep. Trying to go with whatever comes to my mind. So I, I, I want to have the flexibility when I'm there. I, I, I can show you an example or I can tell you an example that Please. I was in a, in a small city, Darvat, it was called. And I thought, oh, this is not going to this is not going to be anything. I don't know any any. I was just on a bike for 450 kilometers. It took me like eight or nine hours. And I was like, oh, I just but I still had to train. So I was I, I just thought I'd just go to a regular gym. I find a gym which was called a barbell gym. And that's very rare there because they don't have so much barbell training. It's usually just uh, equipment gyms, you know, that are not, it, it's, it, they're still lagging behind in, in that aspect a little bit in India. So I thought, oh, barbell gym is nice. And I entered the, the gym and I was saying, okay, can I, can I come and train? And after like one minute, he said, oh, wait a second, 
are you a YouTuber? Ah, uh, yeah, I've seen your videos. Yeah, yeah, it's. Oh yeah, yeah, you're the Dutchman, right? Yeah, you're the Dutchman. So he, he recognized me when I was just going to a random gym in a random small city, which is still kind of strange. But he recognized me, and before you knew it, one of the traders was a an old wrestler, and he had a camera. Uh, he was a cameraman, and he had a lot of contacts. So he was like the the social media guy of that city. So he was like before in in, in half an hour he had arranged. He had called all his friends from the wrestling. He had called a cameraman to to take us to this place and to go with us. And before I knew it, I had a, a u- unique experience in that small city. Uh, which I didn't plan because I thought, well, it's a small city. There's nothing there. I just had an idea of it where it could be. But usually when I'm there, it's very difficult to find these small places. You have to have people that actually take you there because you won't find it just driving around. There's no signs of, you know, it's, it's these old places like left um, outside of the city or inside of the city, but in a poor or whatever. It's just very difficult to find these 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 old traditional places and i ended up in this 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 wonderful i actually posted you can find it on my instagram i posted a picture about this pretty recent with all the wrestlers it's like two pictures in one if you scroll it you can see um the wrestlers and and that's just that was just random it was yeah it was random but it was just because they recognized me i I, it it was not my goal at that point i was right i was okay uh, I'm not really feeling this right now. Uh, yeah, this one. Uh, they gave you that outfit. They gave you those those panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took them to the next one. Yeah. Hey, do you have to fold those? Do you have to learn how to fold those? Yeah. They, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that's, they don't uh, just. And that, that was actually <laughs> that, that, that was not that was not so easy because they are so used <laughs> to it. I'm I'm kind of like I, I feel quite naked when I wear these. Yeah. But all the times that I have to wear these. There's like a big group of people around me and they say, oh, you got to wear a lagoat to wrestle. And they just gave me the lagoat and they they want you to uh, like get your clothes out just in front of them. You know? <laughs> it always makes me kind of nervous. Yeah, man. yeah. So so wait a second. So they just hand you that and that's just like a handkerchief. It's uh, like a towel. And then you have to fold it up like that. Yeah. 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 Well, how did you know how to fold it up like that? How does it? That, that's that's where the the thing is because they have to help me uh, tie it up at least the first few times i so I'm, there's like two or three guys with their hands all around your junk and shit like yeah, pulling it yeah. up on your ass and your cock and yeah, balls and yeah, stuff yeah so that was kind of that's kind of interesting and then they also wouldn't mind if i would just do it where everybody was there but i usually just go to a separate room to to untie it but the thing is and this is where i'm always confronted with my own culture i have this idea of guilt but these people are so used to this outfit. They have been doing this since they were a little child. So they are yeah. not seeing the the, 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 the the shame that I feel is not present within them. So yeah. that's the, the, these these things are so interesting for me because it, it kind of. Hey, look me, at that guy's outfit, though. He, like he's got like legitimate shorts on. Your shit looks like it could fall off at any minute. That's just because I'm bigger and it it, it looks smaller <laughs> on me. <laughs> yeah, it definitely looks smaller. This is incredible. Yeah. Hey, did that thing ever fall off of you while you were playing with them? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah. in the in the if, if you would look through it all at a certain point. No, I don't. I don't think I posted that. But um, when the Langot unties, they kind yeah. of stop the they stop the match. So usually there are people watching, and then they say, "Okay, stop, stop, stop," and then you have to retie it. 
But it, it didn't come out fully. It's it's pretty, you know, it's pretty well packed. Even is, that, it look like that. is that dirt soft right there? Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. It's like this silk? Is like, it's a soil. Mm-hmm. So they call it soil. It's, it's, it's sort of ground. And then what they add to it is they add curd to it. They add, um, so that's yogurt curd. They add milk to it. They add lemon to it. They have they have this this um, ritual around it where they really live for the soil. So they think the soil is, is holy and very good for your body, good for uh, preventing health and very uh, nutritious. No, not nutritious as in you want to eat it, but it's very good for the skin, for example. Yeah. And what they do afterwards, I believe they, it. Pick up, they pick up all the, the, the big stones. So the whole crowd is just sitting there and just like uh, getting the bigger ones, the bigger stones out of it. And they just all bring it to um, a, a side to the side. And then eventually that gets redone and then they bring it in. So it's this whole, they always have to chop the, the, the soil before they, um, before they start. So there's a big ritual behind wrestling. It's, it goes very deep. And this is Kushti wrestling. And this is unique to India. It's a very unique style of wrestling. And it's not found in this fashion anywhere else. Do they tell you the rules ahead of time? Yeah, it's basically get the person on his back. Okay. That, those walls are a little scary, those concrete walls. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And sometimes th- these places are even smaller, so it's even more scary. Hmm. Man, I think this huge. is where I won. Yeah, this is where I won. <laughs> yeah, you're huge yeah. compared to that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can tell a, you're just a, war- and you're warming up too. You can tell like you're kind of taking it easy at first. And then he's, and I like uh, it he's after a national this- competitor. What? He's a national competitor. So he's um he's he's skilled. And I'm not that skilled because I'm not I'm not traditionally a wrestler. I just wrestle because the people use these gadas and mukgars, they use these tools to become stronger at wrestling. So they have these big arsenal of, of very cool ancient equipments that they use traditionally to get a strong wrestler so now you see a lot of wrestlers do pull-ups and you know bench presses but back then they have giant neck uh, circles which is called a garnal for example and they they just work, walk with that and that trains the neck it, it's, it's these tools are very so that's it's yeah you, you you'll find you'll find them yeah dude, that was dangerous that you got in the ring with them did you see what he just tried to do to you he did that yeah. spin move where he was about to fucking judo toss you over his back. You know, you have, I mean, to, you, you have to take a risk to to get meaning out of life. Hey, did you want to tell this guy, hey, Knucklehead, you're squatting wrong? I watched this video, too. I, I really appreciate how good your squats <laughs> yeah. are, by the way, here. Hey, oh, send thanks, those hips back. He, he also, you got to give him a fair point. He was just demonstrating because he had a, he has a, he had a jeans on. So, uh, but uh, nah, I'm not cutting him any slack. I'm not. Yeah. Cutting him any slack. <laughs> okay, 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 man. No, it's uh, it was a bad squad. He looked like he looked like when my dad tries to. When my dad's like, oh, let me see this CrossFit shit. And my dad's like, like come on, dude. Okay. You're from India. Get below parallel, motherfucker. We know you guys are at. We know you can go ass to grass. Like, what is this? Yeah, he's initiating with the knees for it, so it's not allowing yeah, him to sit back down true. and do it. Yeah. Hey, you are man. You are living life, Harbert. You are mm. living life. <laughs> you are living Thanks, your life. You are. You should be so proud of yourself. Everyone who knows you should be so proud of you. Mm. And we haven't even talked about anything yet. That's what's crazy. <laughs> this 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 guy is um is 
man, there's so many subjects. Oh, so many doors mm. you have opened. Okay, let's go back to the to before I give you a hand job here because I love you so much. <laughs> let me let me go back to this other thing. Um, so when when you rode, were you comfortable? Rowing is such a painful. Um, it, it, we call it in CrossFit. We call it living in the pain cave. Mm. Um, and oh. uh, t- tell me about rowing. How, about how you got into rowing. I know it's a big man's game. You're maybe even small for being a world-class yeah. rower. Oh, I, I learned that I was very small when, when I was there because I trained regularly with people that were like this big. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and tell me, was that your first time? How old were you? And is that your first time in your life where you're like, Oh shit, this is the pain cave. This is, this is like some really uncomfortable shit to hang out in. Yeah, I was 19 when I, when I started that. So when I, I lived in a smaller city here in the Netherlands, Mm-hmm. I did Krav Maga, and before that, I did table tennis, which is uh, not the ideal sport for me uh, if I if I go back to it. But Krav Maga really really got me into you know training and learning to fight a little bit, and then rowing. Uh, yeah, rowing rowing was was tough because on the one side, I really liked the 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 community around it. It was very tight, and everybody knew each other, and it was all involved with, you know, being in a university. So there was like drinking involved at first, but then I got serious about it. And that's where, yeah, you definitely go into pain cave. But the, the main thing about the pain cave is the irk. If you go on a, if you, if you go in the water and you train for one and a half hours, it's usually pretty good. You know, it's, you have pain, but the. So you the, experience flow, you experience flow, uh, flow states I, I when you're on I, the water. I, I, okay. I, I do have some, some memories of, actually having a hat on and then it was raining suddenly on the Amstel. The Amstel is a, is a great river going through uh, Amsterdam. And we, we rode on the Amstel and it was like raining and it was so subtle. So there was like, and you just hear all these, these eight, you know, eight people having their strokes. And that was definitely a, a moment of flow that I remember vividly from my rowing experience. So rowing outside was usually pretty good but when it was winter and there was ice on the amstel then we had to go inside on the erg and i didn't like the erg so much especially when we had to do big uh big long times on the erg so for example two times 30 minutes oh that was for me that was really hell because you have to get the same tempo you cannot really change your tempo you have to get one time and I just remember just moving around and going from, you know, 140 to 150 and going all up just to to make myself. I was trying to envision that I was on the water, you know, all these things I tried to do just to to get myself unconscious while I was doing it. But I became too conscious of it. So uh-huh. I I definitely didn't like the erg. And it, it was, yeah, it was definitely... If, if we had an ERG training, especially because in rowing is very competitive, so usually all these numbers add up and they compare it every week because yeah. you, if you want to go into these freshman eights, then there's like a big uh, – that you have to train for these events to really get accepted into the, the, the last eight. And then every every week you have to get a certain amount of scores and – and they would put them on the board, you know, for everybody to see at what point, how how good did you score? So those, I I, I was laying awake for these trainings like four days before it already. So, yeah. so, so you would do a 2000 meter row and then everyone's scores would go up on the board. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and I, I don't yeah. know how familiar you are with CrossFit, but in CrossFit, definitely the erg is like one of the worst things. Like it's the it, it, it scars you. You know, if you go into the gym and the coach says, okay, today, everyone, we're going to set your 500 meter time. <laughs> like, and then no one ever wants to do that again. Like, like you're damaged. You know, some things you recover from. You're like, okay, you, um, I don't know, like you, you just recover from them. Maybe like running 400 meters on the track a few weeks later, you'll try it again, you're fastest. But the erg is something you don't really mentally recover from. It, it fucks you up. Yeah, and it did fuck me up. And it was also before I really got into this mindset of, you know, trying uncomfortable stuff. Uh-huh. So I still have a not such a good relationship with that erg. Because yeah. now I feel like okay, <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. A bad I, girlfriend. Yeah, yeah I, I, I did. I did go back to it a few times to the erg and just try it. You know, three times to two k, and I did. I did try it, and it wasn't as bad as I imagined. But of course, then there's no competitive uh, vibe to it too. But I can imagine I would be better at right now mentally than I was back then. But uh, yeah, it, it definitely. It definitely it, it taught me how to be very tough. <laughs> What's your best 2K time? Oh, I think it was 6. Oh, uh, no, it was wow. 6.45. Damn. It's amazing. Oh, no, 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 not 6.45. 6. No, no, I'm, I'm going to say this wrong. It was 6. I think I went under to 6.30. So 6.27 was the best. 6.27. Holy smokes. Yeah. But what is the world record? Oh, it's be, be, way beneath five, five thirty-ish. That's insane. Yeah, and and, and every and, and everyone tests on the. You guys did the concept twos. Yeah, the concept. That's like the industry standard. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 You do you know about the Winklevoss twins? Yeah. The big the Bitcoin billionaires. Yeah. You do know about them? I do. Uh, not not about the fact that they are Bitcoin millionaires, but I did I did uh, I did look them up one time. Yeah, yeah, they're the Harvard guys who created Facebook, and then they oh, asked right. Mark, yeah, 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 and true, they yeah. asked Mark Zuckerberg to program it for them, and then Mark Zuckerberg's <laughs> like, no problem, and then he made his own and launched that yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I these remember. guys ended up doing amazing. I, I I'd love to get these guys on the show. Man, these guys. I, I wonder if. I wonder if these guys they're they're significantly older than you. I think they're somewhere between my age and your age. They should come to India with you, man. What a cool what a cool experience. That's something I didn't expect. Me yeah. and the Winklevoss brothers to India. I really want to meet these guys. I bet you these guys are cool as shit. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I mean, and I think anyone who just rowing it's just so hard. It's just mm-hmm. so damn hard. But that makes me feel better that that it is much nicer when you're out on the water. Mm, yeah, it, it it definitely is. Um, as you, uh, oh, where's Matt? Oh, he's I there. He's there. He comes and goes. Well, that's <laughs> oh, the first yeah. time I usually. It's funny. I'm like, oh, good, go, Matt, and you're like, where's Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I was where's hiding in the screen transition. <laughs> um, you were hiding underneath the screen. Uh, Matt, I didn't mean that. Um. You 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 go to India and in, in, in your I think in your most recent video on your YouTube channel is Krishna Das playing. Mm. Do you know who that is? Do you do, do you know that the music that you chose? Do you know what I'm talking about? I think uh, let's see. The last it's, video was learning. I'm not sure if I chose it's that Hanum, music. It's Hanu. It's it's a Hanuman. Oh, right, for, for like a short. Was it a yes. short or a long video? Yeah, short. Yes. Yeah, that, that could be true. Yeah. Two days ago. I made, I you, made those earlier. Are you yeah. familiar with who the artist is who you're playing? 
Krishna Das? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And do you do you know about his lineage, his his history in terms of his relationship with the author of Be Here Now, Ramdas? No, but I no, I don't know the 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 particulars of that. But I I do know Krishna Das. Yeah, I like his I really like his music. I, I want to show you. Um, I'm going to show you this book here. Uh, sure. This was written by a gentleman named um, Ramdas. He's dead now. Yeah. This, this book uh, had a enormous, enormously profound effect mm-hmm. on me. Um, w- I was experiencing things in life that I couldn't put words on, mm-hmm. and in uh, this book, although it's not explicit, it's a picture book. You've never seen this book, right here? No, I haven't. You have to get. You have to get this book. I'll, I'll get it. You have to get this book. There, there's an, there's another book I would recommend to you also. Um, uh, um, uh, the uh, Lao, is it, Am I going to spell this right? Lao Tzu. This uh, Stephen Mitchell. Stephen Mitchell. Tao Te Ching. Yeah. This the Stephen Mitchell translation in English. Do yeah. You know? Yeah, I know that one. There's a little pocket. There's a little pocket edition. This one right here. I, 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 this is this. I, I own probably four copies of this book. I've probably bought people mm. 50 copies of the book. This is the greatest wow. book that was ever written. I know some people are going to say that's blasphemy. This is an incredible, incredible. Oh, look, here's, here's my copy. This is an incredible book. Mm. Incredible, incredible work, book. Yeah, the Dao Te Ching is, uh, is amazing. You can just come back to it. Yeah, is this a, this is a favorite of yours too? It is, yeah, it is. I, I wouldn't call it the first thing that I, but definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I opened up to uh, page uh, eighty-one. True words aren't eloquent. Eloquent words aren't true. Wise men don't need to prove their point. Men who need to prove their point aren't wise. The master has no possessions. The more he does for others, the happier he is. The more he gives to others, the wealthier he is. The Tao nourishes by not forcing, by not dominating. The master leads. And as, as a young man, this line here, the master has no possessions. It's fascinating how that can be misinterpreted. Hmm. Because the master could own everything. Jeff hmm. Bezos could be the master. But it's just that they're not his possessions. He has that awareness about it, right? Yeah. Okay. It goes very subtle. Very, but th- there's this thing in the, in the Tao Te Ching where it's, it's, it's continuously showing the, the other part, like, it's it's like it's trying to lead you into saying like oh this is this, and then it turns it around and then you think about it and it's like oh wait a second maybe it is turn turning around and it's it's this moving with these energies and it makes me think of, of martial arts where you're like having to use and uh, force the the opponent's energy and absorb it and then use it against him yes and this is what I also find with the mace it's if you're trying to hold on and like swing like this, it's not going to happen. So you have to use his own his own um, negative leverage against the mace itself. So that you're actually making use of it, and in that way you're kind of absorbing the energy of the momentum and using it to bring it back up. So that would be uh, that's also that's also how I see the Dao Te Ching. It's like it's it's playing with these concepts and moving and then. And then biting you, and then it's like, oh, and then it gives you this, this, uh, this insight. The, where where the opposite is true. Yeah. 
It, it, it's fascinating. In, I don't know what's going on in your country right now, but in our country, there's this, um, there's this huge movement to help people. And in that helping, it's completely one of the most violent movements that's probably happened in the history of this country. It only it only hurts people. It just robs and steals and pressures people and forces them to live. Um, when you demand to help people, what you do is is you create a need for weak people so that 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 you have someone you can help. Another way to and, and the example I use is when my child falls down, when I go over and pick him up, I have stolen an air squat from him. When I pick a man up who has fallen, I have stolen opportunity from him. Now, what can I do when my child falls down? I can turn my I can turn my back to the child and make sure an alligator doesn't come out of the bushes and get him. I can make sure it's safe for him to get up, right? I can create an environment for him where he can ha- have a moment to practice struggle, right? As a child. But when I take these things from and we have this and and then and when I and when I help people and I and I and I say, oh, you you needed my help. I'm asking them to live that weaker life. I'm asking them. And it's it's this this huge misunderstanding we have right now. And it's it's so sad. Um, uh, I can see the 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 things that from the Tao Te Ching, for example, the those things that are in that would would feel like very obvious. Oh, I really want to help somebody, but then eventually it turns out that maybe helping was not the best thing. Right. There's this story, there's this story about uh, people who are drowning. The some the one who is rescuing has actually has to push the one who is drowning away while he's rescuing. Otherwise, there's a chance that you both drown. Oh, right. wow! So there's um, and and so 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 there's this 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 this, this way that you can. That you're, if you're trying to help, that usually is not the right effort. Just as 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 you think that if if you're somebody's talking to you, and the first inclination for you is to give them advice, but the real thing that you have to do is listen and make them realize it by their own words. If you're starting to give advice, then ah, that's something I've I've been doing wrong like for for my whole life i'm i'm so inc- inclined to give advice to people and now i'm starting to realize more and more how desi- well it it it's not a good strategy because if you're trying to give people advice then you have this idea oh if you just would implement go meditate that would help go meditate <laughs> but <laughs> that's not enough for people to actually be um it's not th- this gap that they have from which they really start to to change that um, that habit and really implement it. They really need a, a transformational loop. So what I experienced when I was 21 was my girlfriend broke up with me and that was a very pivotal moment for me. And in that that week I, where I would not um, be able to sleep and I, I was I was a complete mess. I was in a cha- in, in chaos, so to speak. And what I what I noticed in this period where I was in this complete chaos, I would not want those emotions to be there, right? Mm -hmm. So you could say that in that moment, I would have liked, you know, God or anybody else to relieve me from my pain, right? That would be an obvious question or or an obvious thing because, you know, I'm in pain, I couldn't sleep, I felt terrible. But because I went so deep into it and because I was conscious of it, it became a soil from which eventually... I started to implement new ways. And I also started to learn that I wasn't the person yet that I thought I was. I wasn't evolved uh, as much as I could have been. And I realized that this is something that could be done. 
you can actually change uh, some parts that that don't function about yourself or about the patterns or habits that you practice often. And in this period, this is where where I learned that okay, now I have to turn this thing around, and and I'm so grateful that I did, and I'm so grateful now for my ex-girlfriend to have broken up with me because that was exactly what I needed. But in the short term, it was not really comfortable. Definitely not. But in did the this long happen term, alone? Were you in a room when this transformation happened? Or did you have a book that helped you? Or did you have a friend that helped you? Or or was this just you're alone in a room? I love this idea of the soil, by the way. And it's something I've really been exploring on this podcast with comedians, with just with creatives, all the bad shit that happens to us. It's like what I was saying in the beginning, leveraging the shit in your life to further my podcast. Let all the bad shit eventually turns into fertilizer, soil. Yeah. You can also call it a womb, for example. Every wound is a womb. So if you have oh, a wound, if yeah. you have a wound and and then you get cut, you know, you you it's it's this it's this birthing place of something new. If you use it, if you if you use it, if you see it that way, you know that's that's the thing. And if yeah, you have it's so hard. And yeah. and but that's also very difficult for you know. I would give advice to everybody like get that perspective because it's gonna help you, right? But yeah. <laughs> this is not gonna make me uh, get that perspective. And what we try to do a lot in the world today is we try to push people into something and. We think, oh, if you just do this, then you know it. Then, then you're a good person. Or if you just support this, then it's all good. And it's 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 kind of superficial and definitely not a way to help on an individual level. Because eventually, everything is goes back to an on the individual level. And now we're trying to get all these. We're trying to get these solutions that are based on a general way of viewing things and it, but eventually change happens on an individual level and yes the, the change it. that the, the change that i experienced when i was younger now makes me able well the the, the, whole, the only reason that i'm here with you on this podcast is because i actually went through that experience and and, and were you like was there a moment that it happened like like an actual like 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 a split second that that happened it was gradual because at first i was trying to better myself to become the person that would eventually get back to her right so i wouldn't say that was very healthy right. but um eventually i realized oh wait a second i am now a lot further than i was and um i i'm not in need of her anymore so i, I kind of outgrew it but i would definitely say back then Elliot Hulse has been um, has said he was very big at that uh, at that moment where he was like talking about life, talking about relationships, and giving advice through the camera on YouTube. And I and I I was watching some of his videos back then about training because it was because he he had a very cool method of training. I wasn't I did I didn't really do like a personal training certificate here because I didn't really like the approach, and I really liked his approach on training. So I watched his training videos and then after that happened, I was watching some of the stuff and then I clicked on a video that was about relationships. Yeah, he's he's now fully into making man stronger. Back is this, then it this was, guy still alive? This Elliot Hulse guy? Yeah, yeah, he is. He is he's he's kind of he seems to be uh have radicalized a little bit. 
but that's maybe also his marketing but he's he's more into um yeah yeah he still has these five by five yeah 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 these old these okay. old training these old training uh is this guy european these, where's where's this guy based no no he's us he's us oh he lives in Florida, but um, he, he was he was a big inspiration. He also led me to people like Alan Watts, and and really got me into you know learning about life and realizing, oh wait a second, maybe I still have to, got to to go through some learning experiences here. You know, so it was like one of my stepping stones where I started m- meditating, where I started to read a lot, where I started to you know become really influenced by some of the wiser people that have walked on this earth yeah it's funny i i had never heard of this elliot holst guy and then and then i and then i and then i heard about him on your website and then uh uh, sorry in one of your uh podcasts that you were on one of the podcasts Mm. you were on someone asked you about him and in in that podcast you talked about shaking just briefly I think about shaking, like basically like if something bad, like if two dogs oh, yeah, yeah. or like yeah, you know, yeah. ducks, how they shake. And they, so this friend of yes, mine, I'm uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Do you know this guy right here? Do you know this guy right here? Raw earth. Do you no. know who that is? Um, so this is a friend of mine. He used to be a CrossFit games competitor. And one time at the CrossFit games, he did this thing where he was shaking. And it was really funny, and I made a video about it, and 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 because um, he he thinks out of the box. But another thing I noticed that he, um, Raw has picked up recently um, is he's picked this. Oh, up. the maze! Yeah, and so look go. how happy you are. And so I'm yeah. wondering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh, I love Ron. Advice to people watching now: This is definitely not the first exercise you should try when you buy a maze. Okay. This is not what the mace is. Uh, well, it's about balancing, but this is too difficult, and it might hurt your sensitive parts if you try this. This home. man, this man is, uh, and I, I, I take your um, uh, advice uh, full heartedly. Don't this try is, this exercise. And, this is an extremely it. talented man. This guy, like, basically mm. lives on a unicycle, and yet he can still clean and jerk, you know, two hundred and fifty pounds. But. Uh, but but so lately he's picked up the mace and I was like, wow, this is mm. so interesting that I'm going to be in- interviewing uh, um, Harbert and mm. then Ronnie has maybe he's had the mace for a long time, but it just popped on my radar. Mm. Yeah, it's cool, man. He's he's using it. Uh, he's not really using the momentum of the mace. It's more using the disadvantage of you know the weight, which is a big part of mace training because you have to get it back into balance, right? After you swing, you got to get it back into balance. And this is a very difficult part of swing the mace. So for example, I can show you here. If you if you have to start here, you have to bal- make, the first thing that you need to do is balancing it. If you're just trying to force it, so from side to side with your forearms, this will not be possible with the heavier one, right? If you start to move underneath the weight like this, yeah. Start to work your balance, and then you can do it with one hand. And you'll need this if you start to swing with one hand. If you come back, you need to be in balance again. You see this? This is going to yeah. be very difficult for a lot of people. And a lot of people will start to use a lot of forearm strength to get it into balance. So the balance is so important with using a mace. And then eventually you can – I've seen people uh, – I've tried it on my, to put it on my nose too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do a lot of balancing stuff with it. But that's – that's so it may be it, – it seems to be a different approach to the mace, but then again, it's all connected, right? Because it, it is about the yeah. offset weight. It's about the offset weight trying to get in balance. So if he would try to swing it, he would be perfect at it immediately because he would be able to control it after 
the pool. Um, when you were uh, go, going back to when you were six or seven the, uh, and playing the guitar, the reason why that ah, fascinates yeah, me you got back to it <laughs> is um, so uh, uh, a few a, a couple my my boys skateboards a lot. One of my all three of my boys skateboard like almost every single day. And one of the skateboarding instructors that one of my boys has plays the guitar. And we were at the beach the other day and his, and we saw a skateboarding instructor playing the guitar. So my seven year old boy walks up to him and they start he starts singing and, and he starts strumming uh, the skateboarding instructor's guitar. And then he comes home and he says, I want a guitar. I'm, and I'm thinking, dude, you're seven. Like, go go play out in the street somewhere. And he's like, no. I, and he's following me around the house telling me he wants a guitar. So I get him a half size six string guitar and now it's been like two months and the kid can't put it down and he's taking guitar lessons but and i and i just can't believe that's not i can't believe a seven-year-old is interested in guitar but tell me about how you got into guitar and like who nurtured it and was that too early or are you glad or tell me about that my parents my parents um they they sent me to with one of my best friends at that point, I still he's still he's still a very good friend of mine right now. But I was, uh, yeah, we were six at that point. We went to this school and it was like a music school. So what we had to do was we they had us try every instrument. So I had to try the drums, we had to try the guitar, the the trumpet, like everything. And it was just a few hours. I'm not sure how many times it was, but we had to to work with these tools with the eventual goal that you're going to pick one. Okay, and my friend, uh, my best friend at uh, at the time, really wanted to play guitar. And if I look back at it, I might have been more drawn towards the drums, but I chose the guitar because you wanted really, to do what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, that could that could definitely be true. He was definitely one of my role models at that time. Like uh, he was just a slight. He just got a little bit better grades. He was slightly better with the girls, like all these things, you know. Yeah, and. Uh, so I, I think I chose the guitar partly also because he he really enjoyed it. He was also better at it um, from right out, right out of the ghetto. So uh, the get go, he he. So and my journey with the guitar has not been as smooth as I would like have liked it to be. So there's still also some <clears throat> negative elements that are still in my memory, and that's also maybe because I lost the passion before uh, f uh, for it it wasn't because i wasn't good but it was just uh, you know you have to you you go to weekly classes and then you have to exercise some some stuff right just like yep. the training practice you to, yep. practice practice and uh what i remember was that with practicing I, I didn't usually didn't practice so i didn't like half an hour before i had to go to class i just looked at it and i just did one one two and then i tried it and yeah it was good <laughs> that, yeah, that's kind yeah. of how i went yeah. through it but then i saw other people that were good at it and i kind of got jealous of them i'm like oh no i'm not that talented at it and i had this negative mindset of about it so it just got into this weird uh relationship negative relationship with the guitar that i was good at it talented but i didn't really had the i didn't make use of the passion for it to really um go deep into it because i was maybe fearful that i might have not been talented enough i didn't really believe in the mindset my mindset wasn't flipped yet so i my mindset was more okay I'm already too old to really learn this, right? Thinking thinking this when you're 12, you're like, right. oh, I'm too old. To, okay, so at that, on, so a visual, you... 
other people have started when they were five and they're already right. better than me. So I had this negative mindset that, oh, I can never be as good anymore. Yeah. That's, but you uh, played it for that long. So you picked it up when you were like six and at 12, you still were playing it. I played, I played with lessons till I was 17, I think. Wow. Yeah. And um, I taught, I taught from when I was 16 to 18, I think I taught uh, classes. So you, you are extremely proficient at the guitar. Yeah, uh, yeah, I was, I was okay. Yeah. Do you have one in your, do you have one in your house? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. And how often do you pick that's, it up? That's, that's only after five years. I, I, I got it back from my, um, I, I didn't play, I, I haven't played the guitar for like six years that much. No. Wow. But I noticed, I recently uh, picked it up again. I noticed that within one or two weeks, I was kind of back to where I was when I, when I finished. And that is, for me, that's something that I discovered later is the skill that you build is so valuable. So every skill that you learn, it gets, at first, you, you have to really uh, program it. So you're learning new things. It's really good for, for your, your mental health. And it, and then when you when you learn it and you embody it, you don't you don't lose it. So it's so valuable. So I still have the skill. I could I could go back to the same level I was when I when I stopped uh, using it. So yeah. th that's kind of how I now teach all these training tools because it's it's a lot different than just learning somebody to activate their back because there's so much possible and it's much more skill based than it is simple and you know, effective straight away. So there's a lot, there's a, it's like a martial arts where there's so many possibilities of flow within all these different movements that they can interlink with each other that it's, I just start to realize like I've got a masterclass, which is now almost 12 hours long. I, I don't think there's a wow. training program on one tool that's 12 hours long. <laughs> so there's, there's like endless possibilities with these tools and I just, I'm so excited about that. So I'm, I'm kind of, what I, if I look back, I would have wanted to do that with the guitar because now I know that I would have been able to, but my mindset and just the environment that I grew up with didn't really foster that uh, at that point in my life. But uh, I, I regained it when I was uh, 24, or 23, and uh, I'm, I'm going full speed. <laughs> So there's nothing holding me back right now in my creative, uh, in my creative state, and I feel like there's a man. I uh, yeah, I can I can make so many program educational programs right now just because I know there's so much that I can explore and that I have also the confidence of. Yeah, you can go to the online courses. I have now I think I have now six six courses right now available and. Uh, specifically for 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 like uh, for the mace yeah oops um, yeah. this class right here this mace flow 101 is that yeah. the one that people should start with that would be definitely my advice yeah definitely and, don't start with the masterclass and and how long how long is that um how long so are these, these are, 11 lessons so these are like uh, 11 classes which is but they have multiple movements within them. So I break down one movement but then I show different ways to connect that movement with other uh, courses. So if you're really a beginner it might take you up to 2 weeks, 3 weeks to like really delve and and really uh, master the specific moves. 
And can I do – so I'm looking at this room you're in. right? Can I do this in my living room? Like can you swing those in you your can, living room or will you hit the ceiling? You, you can see some of the spots here on, on, on my ceiling because <laughs> I, I'm pretty tall and my ceiling is – you can see it from here. So my ceiling is not – so I would definitely not advise people with a low ceiling to do it often. But I just I just can't stop. So I swing them all the time here. And I, I usually don't I, – I, I never actually hit something. But I also spend hours and hours and hours of swinging here. So that's uh, I, I would just suggest get it as close to you as possible because you're you're it's just something that you want to pick up and then start to open up your creativity by by adopting some of these tools and then start to feel, you know, instead of force. And, uh, you know, that's that's how it works. That's that's when the magic happens. And um, are how many of those do you have in there of, of all the different varieties of maces and mugdas and uh, uh quite a lot I, I think i have now about 20 25 pieces here maybe maybe 30 in my living room and then i have a card outside which i used for out, outdoor training which also has like 10 of them and then i also have some in the gym so i yeah i've got quite a lot of swinging and- tools and this room behind you, this is your living room? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've got a, this is basically it. I don't have a small, I don't have a giant home. No. <laughs> we have very small apartments here in Amsterdam. Yeah. Wow. That, so that's where you live, Amsterdam. Yeah. It's like, it's like, Amsterdam, I, I've been there a couple of times. It's like a, a foreign planet to me. <laughs> it's Not amazing. To me. Yeah, I know it's, it's it's crazy. I know it's same and same with India. Like every everywhere, just seems. Have you been to the United States? Yeah, I've taught um, I've taught workshops <laughs> there. Uh, I did a did a workshop tour just before COVID hit, mm-hmm. and I'm planning to do that again in the in the hopefully near future when everything you know gets a little bit. <clears throat> I think things are starting to get normal again. You think? Yeah, maybe. What's what's normal, you know? We just have to we just have to adapt. You know, I I went to India last year, and the last year when I went to India, there was no vaccines yet. There was nothing. Um, there was a risk. There was a risky trip. I went for a month, and two weeks after I came back, there was a massive uh, outbreak in India. So. I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, but I, I knew something in my head said, you got to go. And the moment I started to think, oh, this might be risky. This is not a good time. Then my mind started to like, no, 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 you have to go. So I was like, oh man, now I have to go. <laughs> so it took me like one and a half or two weeks before I actually went to just prepare and to see if I, if it was possible, if I would get my visa, if, if it would. And then they eventually they accepted it. And then two days before I, I before I booked my flight because I really didn't want it to cancel, you know? So the, those were, and then there's of course the risk that when you're there, that suddenly something, you know, breaks you don't know because you don't know the, the it's all very insecure suddenly. So I, I'm kind of used to taking a, taking a risk. They, they, they misrepresented what happened in India uh, to the United yeah. States. They don't. It, it, it's pretty obvious if you look at. They were saying about how bad it is in India and how many people were dying. Well, anyone who's been to India knows that India has way, way bigger fish to fry, way bigger fish to fry than any um, pandemic. And you also know that the only people who were dying in India were in the major cities because they try to be like Americans and they live off of McDonald's actually, and Burger King and Kentucky Fried Chicken. 
in the second in the second wave it did go to the tribal areas too so it was yeah. um, because i had quite a few contacts there so i, yeah. I did get you know it, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't good at least for two three four weeks but you know the thing about media is if you look if you now think about india and covid the only uh-huh. rem- the thing that you remember is actually that period because that was when everybody was shouting about it yeah but then when it went over when it blew over when they kind of got medicines or i'm not really sure there are different stories about it how it actually got over but then you don't hear anything of it again right you, you right. Don't, it doesn't come in the news oh india has recovered you don't you don't hear that so the only thing that you remember is all these you know panic Bad, states yeah. that if you so if if you really uh, believe everything that you see and we have a limited capacity in our brain to go over things to to remember things so we don't we don't have the space to think about india and then also realize that there are just also a lot of people that are just sitting in their home being locked down and they yeah. don't show that right because you only get this very fast shot of something that something really terrible that's happening in some part of you know this but they cannot show you the whole picture of the whole country because yeah that that would take like a week to document it and it wouldn't be that fun to watch. <laughs> so they just pick out just one thing and they blew yeah. it up. Yeah. And then everybody is copying the thing that they blew up. So then everybody has an idea. Okay. The thing that blew up, that is what's happening. Right. Uh, and it's not, it's not the truth. So what you no, need it's is not the truth. Yeah. Well, it's the truth. Maybe in that specific part at that time, it's the truth. But if you look at it right now, it's not the truth anymore of India right now. Right. Because it happened at that point in that time. So well, it's always and- good to to have context and to, to look at multiple sources if you really want to have an opinion about it. But usually people don't do that because they don't have the time for it. So, yeah, it's it's kind of tricky. Even in my town, uh, I, um, I, I live in a town where every – for over a year, I would say 90% of the people wear masks. The parks were closed. People were quarantining. Mm. But me – I walked around barefoot. I, if I saw the police line, I just cut the tape and my kids went into the park. I still went to all the classes. I didn't listen to a fucking thing. Um, my, my kids have never put on a mask. I wouldn't, I'd never wear a mask. I still lick my hands and wipe them along the, uh, and, and it's just a fucking, it's just a joke. It's just, a, it's just like, um, I just don't eat added sugar and refined carbohydrates. I just don't put poison in my mouth. It's just, but 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 the the people around me are still terrified, even though I'm walking the walk right in front of them. Yeah, well, you know, I, they they painted the ground red and they told them it's fire, but I'm standing on it, being like, no, it's just paint. But they refuse no. to believe me. It's bizarre. <laughs> it is it is re- it is really uh, it's a fascinating, it's a, it's a fascinating world. Now, granted, yeah, but it also has to do it has to do with that limited capacity to actually uncover things, right? Because you have spent quite a lot of time to to learn from life to right to right have to you know and and some people they don't have that much money they have to work from like the, when they're 15 they have to work full time mm-hmm. so they don't have the they didn't have the opportunities to actually evolve that part so when they hear something like a snippet they just respond to it and that's what happens is they they have a reaction to the thing they see but they don't have the capacity to respond to it right to have this 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 gap between it and then choose a way to respond to it. And you ha- obviously have that, but not everybody has that uh, opportunity, unfortunately. But 
And this is what the media tells you. The media tells you a healthy teenager took precautions and suddenly died. But you know this is yeah. a lie because this isn't a healthy teenager. And you know it's a lie because um, there were no precautions taken because the correct <laughs> precautions would be to exercise and to live off of um, uh, lean meats, vegetables, nuts and seeds, uh, little sh no sugar, right? And so when they tell you this, then people think, you know, uh, and, and this is the media in the United States. This is complete. This is what we saw every single day that mm -hmm. this is a healthy child and that the child died. But, uh, but, it, but, and, and people can't, they, they believe they're what they're being told instead of what their eyes say. It would be like if I told someone that I was today, I interviewed a girl uh, um, from Nigeria and they're like, Oh really? Wow. But, but I'm in view, interviewing a Dutchman. <laughs> I'm, a, but, but it's just amazing. It reminds me of the Bugs Bunny cartoons when people would cast spells using words. Mm. You just say yeah. something and people believe it. But like, hey, you have eyes and ears. It's it's just mind boggling to me. I, I I can I can see why. I just I think everybody is eventually looking for a, a good life and just trying to live their life. And yes, uh, yeah. We, we just kind of mistake things and things are misrepresented. And, you know, we, we, we want to have the. We, so we you could, believe people, could, you believe people are could, good in general. Me, I believe that people are good. I don't, I don't even believe in evil. Uh, I, I do believe crazy. in evil. I definitely do? do believe in evil because you, you can get, yeah. Because if you get hurt enough, do you, your, your, your belief in good will be damaged. Yeah. And, so, uh, so you don't. So you don't. Maybe. So what I'm hearing you say is that maybe there isn't evil, but if you have enough pain, you start to believe there's evil, or you really is, do think there's yeah. evil. Well, people can do a lot of evil. There's definitely there's definitely evil being done right now to wherever you know. There's evil. There's evil in the world, and and, and the the interesting thing is there must be evil because it's the polarity between you know. There has to be evil because otherwise we don't know what good is. So we need it. We need that's just the that's how we know you're tall because I exist and I'm only five five. Exactly. Otherwise, it would have been <laughs> just been small. If you would compare me to my house, I'm pretty small, right? I can right. I can live in this house. If if it would be the opposite way, if, I, if my house would be the size of me, I wouldn't be able to live in it. So right. that way, we our mind. That's part of the human experience is that we we know reality because we know these polarities. And right. We can only know when something's even even with relative. Know, it's all relative. It, well, yeah, but it's not meaningless because relative uh, sounds like it's without meaning. But, okay, uh, fair. It's there's there's still there's meaning in it, and there's definitely a way we can move towards. But we find that meaning through this relative skill, and we need to walk through that and then learn. Uh, and and change accordingly, and then it's and then it becomes something that is, I think, the life, the life that we have. Because if it was all relative, then you you wouldn't be able to know what good was and what evil was. And I think some people are like that. Sure, there's, there's a lot, all kinds of people. There's a lot of people, right. so we have yeah. we have space for a lot for of every, options. We we have a lot of options to go, man. This is, uh, I think there's a there's a, there's so many possibilities of looking at the world. So even my perspective is uh, is 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 unique in its way and might be similar to yours or someone else's, and somebody has a different way of looking at it. And 
I, the most important thing is that we can also understand each other and not yes. talk. Uh, you know, like trying to trying to create these connections because that's eventually more important than being being uh, right right about something. I think. Well, I, I agree. And, and I'm definitely I'm definitely not saying that I'm I'm a great example of that all the time because I make mistakes too. No, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, um, connecting um, the the. Uh, the the one of the final things I want to wrap up with is you're now you've turned your journey and your passion and who you are into a way of life of spreading good, but also um, providing for you shelter, sustenance. Um, maybe you're going to have kids. Maybe you're going to get married. Maybe you know these things. Um, did you have to make a leap in your confidence? To be like, okay, um, I'm going to invest this money to build this website, and I actually can teach people. I built it myself. <laughs> and you did? You built yeah. that yourself? I almost did everything myself. Yeah. Well, then, man, you're 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 continuing the stereotype that you guys are smart because I always think of people from that part of the world as being extremely talented, like the engineer types. Um. So. Yeah. How, yeah. Yeah. How How do you have the confidence to be like, okay, I, I this really does have value. I can take two hundred dollars from someone. For this, you know, three-hour course, was there a moment that you had to like believe in yourself to do that? Yeah, I've never really found it easy to market, and I've never found it easy to ask money from people. Like that's right. not something that I really like to do. But I also, I I have grown more confident in what I have to teach and what I have to offer because I know that there's almost no person who has spent so much time actually thinking about the thing that I'm doing. So. And coaching it at the same time. So I realized that there are just a lot of people who have a normal job, a, a wife, a kids. They have a lot. Of, so they have maybe one, maybe two hours in a week where they have time to invest learning these awesome tools. So what I can offer them is a way to directly go to the secret, uh, the secret, like get the foundations right, correct, and don't have to spend so much time trying to evolve this on their own. Because, for example, the masterclass, it took me, yeah, it took me like one and a half years of just create, just like these evenings where I would just swing and think about how does this connect to this. It took me a long time to to figure this this stuff out, and I I, I can't say it's perfect uh, right out of the bat because right now I'm also like okay I can offer so much more now I've got this right because I'm also learning from the the creative experience there. But but yeah. I, I've, I've I've grown confident in the fact that it's actually worth it, and people have been reviewing you know that it's. Uh, that that it's a great value and all these types of things. So I'm I'm starting to get more confident with it. But at the beginning, I was definitely not. You know, it, it was a big risk. The first online course that I made, it, it I paid it from my own savings. <laughs> like <laughs> you just get an online course, and I paid a lot of money to 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 get you know to buy it to 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 pay for to the film it everything yeah to film it and then I had like a whole year of actually preparing for it which of course you you don't get paid as an entrepreneur because you you spend your own hours right right um, so so it was a big risk but then again I also at the other part I also make sure that I had already a decent following and I was already it wasn't a it, it was a risk but at the same time it was a calculated risk because I was also investing like I was showing a lot of people just free exercises to to teach already on YouTube and Instagram. So people knew me as a coach already. So they knew I had something to offer. A lot of people liked what I what I taught. 
So I figured if I do this in a professional way and I add, you know, a lot of, um, I just dial it down to something, that's when it becomes worth. Uh, that, that's actually when worth starts to appear. So in that way, I can rationalize that there's something of worth now uh, instead of me just trying to take money and, and trying to, uh, yeah, it's it's a learning experience and I'm not I'm not there yet. I definitely know that in five oh, years. Oh, you're there, I'll, man. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, but that's also because I have this this vision. You know, I I know that in five years I'll be like laughing at my current version. I'll be like, oh my god, you didn't know anything yet. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. You say that. Uh, I'll tell you a story. Um, so uh, when Greg Glassman first developed CrossFit, he gave yeah. it all away for free on the internet, and people yeah. told him he was crazy. And he gave it all away for free on the internet, and then he and then he started selling the seminars, and he would film the seminars, and then give the and 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 publish the seminars even for free on the internet. And then what ended up happening is people wanted it in person, and you would come on your first day, and he would say to you, "Everything I'm about to teach you over the next three days." A twelve-year-old who has just a little bit of knowledge. This is, you know, two thousand eight or nine, uh, mm-hmm. any um, two thousand six, seven. Um, anyone who a twelve-year-old who can use the internet can get all of this for free. But you've chosen to come here, and of course, the the seminars, the organized, like the stuff you have on the master's class or or being with you in person is far superior. But he still gave it away all for free, like the way mm-hmm. you do on the internet. You can anyone can go to your YouTube channel and just dig through all the stuff. And, sure. and it, it really is the way um, it's the, it's, it's the future. It's um, you, you could be guarded, but no one would know who you are. Hmm. But basically the way you just are constantly publishing on your YouTube, you're constantly giving away this free. And then if people want it structured, organized, they can either pro- do you do in person. Yeah. Yeah. You said you went to the United States two years ago and you do, you do in-person seminars or, you know, in our current time and struggle, you can do these beautiful ones on, um, on the internet it's yeah, really and I'm cool so what, what i also noticed is because i i've, I've opened like <laughs> this creative like it's like a spark or something that pushes through yeah. i've also gotten confident in every time i create something it's it's a value but then again i'm already past that once i create it it's like yeah it's it's like you're creating a book it's like i've always now i, I i've never written a book but um if you make a course you you really delve into it like you're doing a book right you, you I, I the first course i made was first i had the, this idea okay i'm gonna make a pdf two pages i'm gonna make a pdf and then i started to write things down and i'm like oh there's gonna be a long pdf maybe i should just film it here by myself and then i make a video thing out of it and I just sell it for uh, 20 bucks and then i start to develop this and i was oh man this is this is too good I got to do this professionally. So then I had to figure out, okay, maybe I should get a cameraman. And then I started to figure out how I could get a cameraman. Eventually I got a cameraman and then I realized, oh, now I'm investing quite a lot of money, but the program has become a lot better than at first. And then, so it, it, but it started with this small idea and I just took action on that small idea. And then suddenly that builds up. And then eventually there's this whole plethora of, of, of workouts or exercises that fits together and uh, it's worth something. And and that that journey that, that you just start with this small uh, question or small thing that you want to pursue, if you just dive deep into it, things start to appear. And, and from what I've heard, if you write a book, I've also heard that you start with a question 
like you want to you want to discover something and then you start to read about it and as you read about it your your perspective is so focused on what you want to know because you know that you're going to work on a book you remember everything that you want to um that you want to write in that book and eventually you'll pack that all together and then you have so much that you have to dial it down again and compress it into you know something that is readable and very accessible for people to read. And I think that's the exact same process as making a course. And the fun thing is that the more you do it, the better you get at it and the more efficient you become at it. So it's a, it's a great, it's a great way for me to, um, yeah, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun journey. <laughs> what, where did you learn that? What you just said, that last two minutes, what you said about building the course and about um, uh, uh, having a question when you read a book, do you, do you remember where you learned that? You mean about writing a book? Yeah. About writing a book. Uh, I what, think what you just said to have the question, just to, that, that, that be, process. I, I think that might've been Peterson, Jordan Peterson. He, he talked about, he has this writing um, essay or how to write an essay. And uh, he has a way of, of, of trying to, and he also made a distinction once I heard in, um, in how to describe, uh, wait, how I'm going to say this. So, so there's a difference if you want to make a book, and you have a question and you go after that question and then you make it in, into a discovery process. But uh -huh. you, there's also people that make a book and they know the outcome before they start uh, yeah. the book. Yeah. And that's kind of what he would term ideological. Uh -huh. Like you already know the outcome. For example, yeah. if you want to start a, a vegan or a carnivore book, you kind of know that at the end. It's going to be, you know, it's going to yeah. be, depending on what, what your goal is, it's going to be that book. But it's not an investigation. So it's not like, okay, what is the best diet? It's not. And, and if you really open yourself up and go through that process, then your outcome will be different than where you started. I think that's also what you learn when you go to the university is that you start with a question, you have an hypothesis, and then you work from that hypothesis. And eventually you can determine if that hypothesis hypothesis was good or bad and that is the the what research i think should be is this open investigation and then you learn from what you pick up and then eventually something comes out and then you should be surprised with what comes out and that is what i'm also uh, getting with these courses it's not like i know if i start a course i start working on a course i know the exact outcome i know exactly what kind of exercise i want to learn it's it's these small steps and then eventually the focus on these bottlenecks, like the points that you're not coming through, that are not coming through. And then suddenly I'm just swinging in between work and I'm like, oh, this is it. It's that connection or it's this, this swing after this swing. This is, this is, this is how it should be. And then, okay, how should I call it? How should I integrate it? That's the next steps. But these small moments where you're investigating or creating, um, that's, I think, where the, the magic happens. In, in the creative process. And I think in writing a book that should be, yeah, pretty similar. And if you're not doing that, uh, then, then of course you already know the outcome and then uh, you're not going to create something unique or new. And not, not, not that the goal is to create something un unique or new, but you're not thinking outside of the box at that point. Imagine the stuff you're learning that there's been just for an easy number. There's been a thousand people through time who've known what you've known through. through oh, your this practice. is yeah, this is ahead. interesting because this is also part of 
what I'm what my journey is to India because I'm not here to proliferate how creative I am. Like right. I'm not here to say, oh, I'm going to copyright this and this is mine and I invented this because part of what I uh, noticed and learned when I was in India is that. You know, they do the same thing with stick fighting. For example, they twist the sticks very quickly and they go inside, outside. And I noticed that all the some of the moves that we do with maces, those are exactly the same. So the movement patterns already exist. The fact that you flow from one move to another already exists. And I also found uh, gadas in the southern part of India where they actually move around like this already. And I, I just see like, okay, this is thousands of years old <laughs> there it is um and that's part of the mission is to show that this creative process we keep coming back to the same thing and this is so fun because we're still human we can all move our shoulder in the same way i can just show you this and you can repeat and it doesn't matter from which country you are it doesn't matter from which region in the world you can still do this move so that means that whenever you're practicing something with this move you're eventually going to create patterns that are possible because that's what we're trying to do within exercise or movement is you try to see what's possible with the body and that that um, investigation can be uh, very self from your own mind so what I'm doing a lot is I really you know there's really nobody I discuss this with only with myself so it's, it's a very individual process But you can also learn it from, for example, one of my courses where I gone through this uh, investigation. But I'm not saying, oh, you should call it the same way. You know, it's th this this transition should be called this. I'm just giving you know something that okay, I, I call it this transition, but that's only because in my mind it it moves around in this way, and that's why it fits together like this. But you're giving somebody an opportunity to have something that they can work with afterwards. So they can they can go on their creative journey. So they should they should also like I'm inviting people to start this creative process because it ha has helped me so much. And um, and and that's that's exactly where I was going to go with it. Specifically, there may have been a thousand people in time who've known what you've known since the beginning, since Adam and Eve. But there's no one in time who's had the tools that you have that influence the way you think about it for sharing it. So there may have been someone 500 years ago in India who had the same journey you did, you did, but they didn't think of how would I share this with the camera? How would I share this with a microphone? How would I share this from uh from two different countries? How would I how am I going to travel with these maces? How no did you notice that like it, it is it, even if it's the same, we're in a whole new era of how it's to be expressed with a whole new variety of tools to the outside world to be shared. And it's just, uh, it, um, I, I'm, I, I'm exhilarated by that. I'm just like, it, it's like the greatest part of humanity right now. It's the part everyone should be focused on. Like we can just, like we were talking about all the shitty shit we can share about COVID and mask and what to be afraid of and not. This is like, you have all of those same tools that spread that fear to spread this love, to spread this gift of cultivating self-awareness, movement, body health, blah, blah, blah. And, and this, this, tool that you use to move to think about the movement a scientist could do this to think about um uh, molecules and atoms and he could get into a flow state with his body so that he 
damn it. I'm all blurry. I'm all blurry. There I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there he, you are. he could use those. He could use your tool to explore other outside boundaries. And I just, I just think it's, it's awesome. I just, yeah, but the process is the same. Yeah, I love the yeah. way the, I love the way you're putting it because a scientist, it doesn't even have to evolve the body. It's just, it's just, we can't be creative as humans. We can think outside. Of, we can, we can think, think up things, right? We can yeah. connect things. We can connect dots from our own uh, way. But why I'm so passionate about it is because I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize this until I was like 22, <laughs> 23. Oh, you're you know, so like, lucky. Hey, hey, I bet you 90. 90- <laughs> Five percent of people die and never realize it. All right, I, I, really I know, I know, that. I know. I really of course, we that. always, yeah. in hindsight, it's always good to know. But in my experience, it took a long time for me to realize this. Right? Thinking is a you, fascinating process. Once you know how to think, you, and you realize yeah. that other, you're like, holy shit! Like, I remember I was probably in my late thirties, and I start, uh mid, mid, no, mid twenties, and I started learning how to think, and I was like, holy shit! This is crazy. I've had this brain for this long, and I never thought. I never used it. To, I mean, because you say all the time, I was thinking, but really you weren't. No, no, no. You're just, you're just uh, looping. It's like yes, a looper. Yes. Yes. And for me, there's a lot of, in my youth, I had a lot of going on. A lot of, a lot of, uh, yeah, just. Uh, you're being thought brain. instead of doing the thinking. Yeah. Just a lot of monkey activity, like brrr, just thinking for other people, trying to um, making, Thinking, yeah, thinking for other people, and then also being very, um, very sensitive to what other people think and say, and then yes. trying to loop that when you're when you're waking up in the middle of the night and like, brrr, it just it's very, yeah, it's very unhelpful in my mind. So I'm very happy, and I'm very happy that I'm I'm out of that situation. At least that I'm not that I've that I've evolved out of it but I also believe that that is the whole purpose of being human it's like we got to evolve just like we move yeah. from just like we move from being a child a baby we move to teenager and we all think this is normal right to move towards a teenager we call it oh he's our teenager but this is this is actually evolving through the next stage and if you're not letting yourself evolve to that point if you're like resisting it or you're not letting it come through you and move through you go through that uh, transformational experience you're you're missing out on life it's funny the way you say it it's so hard to do and yet you described it perfectly letting it hmm. it's like the hardest thing to do and yet you have to let it it, it, it can happen on its own you can you yeah, can change you can change it. change is the only thing that's constant so it's it's happening if you want it or not so you gotta adapt you know you gotta be able to like eventually there will be a, a new thing even with these courses there probably will be a new invention within a few years that this will look very ancient right yeah i would continue this now for like 20 30 years uh, 30 year, in 30 years, I'll be broke because nobody would watch the certain type of uh, videos <laughs> that I would make right now, right? They'll, so I'll all be I, in the metaverse. Yeah, just like with your podcast, maybe we'll have new new opportunities of talking to each other, maybe in 3D or something. If you wouldn't evolve with that, while the other ones are, then yeah, you know, eventually you would leave behind. So we have to we have to stay on touch with, with what we're doing. We have to stay. Um, we have to be in touch with that force that is pushing us to the next stage being a little bit uncomfortable and then oh we're comfortable and then a little uncomfortable and then and if you keep on that that wave then you're surfing and then you're in flow yes 
did you know did you you talk about like projecting and like um my interpretation my interpretation is is that you see where this is going that you're kind of already um to use patrick bet david's words you're five moves ahead of us you already are who the world's going to see you as in three years or four years even when i see you being interviewed now on this podcast versus the interviews I saw from two years ago, you're it, it's a completely different, uh, subtle but profound different energy and presence coming off of you. Do you do you project that into? I don't want to say the future. It makes it sound like it's so mystical and magical. But um, do you see where this is going in your mind? And the reason why I say this because I'm going to have this guy Patrick David on the show, and he wrote this book. Cool. Um, he wrote this Is book. Patrick Bet David. Yeah. 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 He's cool. Pat, yeah. Um, he's coming on the show and I'm reading this book of his, your next five moves. And maybe I'm only seeing this in you because I'm reading the book, but like, I can see a lot the, of these the glasses, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 I can see a lot of these things, um, in the way you talk that your, your mace, um, practice and your, your gift to the world is already like, it's bigger than what we're really looking at. You're already there. It's a long term for me. It's a. I focus. I'm trying to do things in the long term. So I'm trying to trying to see things in the long term. So I could have I could have made some of the courses I could have made a year earlier, for example. But mm, they wouldn't have been as profound. So, for example, there's a big course that I want to shoot. Um, it's like a big thing for me going. Um, to, to publish a, a certification where I actually teach people how to use this tool and then actually coach other people. It's been on my mind for a long time and I've almost shot it like half a year ago, but now I'm still discovering new things. And I'm like, Oh no, this is too valuable. I have, I have to wait. I have to wait. I have to be patient because the process is still, it's still fine refining. It's still starting to become better. Right. It's, it's so in that way, I, I kind of learned that things will appear like you're saying, if you watched two years ago, like you will appear into, you will grow into that version because you're, you're, you're planting the right seeds in that time. Like I'm not trying to, um, trying to now make as much money as I can. And just like everyone who comes in, I'm like trying to funnel them and like be like, oh, marketing, marketing, marketing. It doesn't, it doesn't feel correct because I want them to be, you know, part of um, what I do. And I also want to, to know that in the future, things are going to be, you know, even, even cooler than they already are. So I feel like we're, I'm moving. I, I do, I, I do feel like if you, project things in the future and, and you envision it and you focus on it, then eventually you will grow into, you will grow into that because it's a, it's a really, it's a really deep question. How you, how you move to the next phase in your life. It's a really deep question. I see you allude to it. I see you've alluded to it in this podcast. You've alluded to others, and it is, or, or and like I said, maybe I'm just looking for it because because I'm 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 also in I'm also in that journey. I'm also in. Um, I have certain um, uh, 
they they may sound arrogant, but but uh, but I'll I'll kind of drag you into it with me. It's like what you said. You don't think that there's a lot of people, if anyone, who's thinking about doing a the the mace as much as you. Well, I do this podcast every single morning, and I've been interviewing people since the very first day Apple released its editing software, Final Cut Pro. I bought the computer and that software the day it came out. I plugged it into wow. the cigarette lighter while living in my car, and I started editing. I was the chief marketing officer, the, the executive director of a media company that grew CrossFit as the fastest growing chain in the history of the United States, faster in the world, faster than Subway, Starbucks, Apple, all of those fuckers. And yet here I am now just starting my little baby journey doing podcasting. But I think like I'm some sort of like mixture of Joe Rogan and Howard Stern fucked and had a baby and it's me. <laughs> 49 years old here i am to take over the world and it's like like i like i but i say it with like no um i kind of don't care if it if it happens or doesn't happens but i already see it like it, it's weird i can't explain it but when it, but when i read this book and i see some of the stuff you're talking about i'm like wow i, I maybe they can give me some insight into into what i'm experiencing I, I know the answer it, it came into my head oh please the thing that sure. i was missing when i was when i when, when i was trying to speak about it it's consistency yeah consistency. yeah consistency yeah well that's, that's that, is that back because, to the discipline yeah 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 that is that is my discipline i'm very consistent so i for example the the trying out in the evening practicing trying out things i do that quite regularly <laughs> like at least four times a week uh, where other people go social to to social drink with people go outside for dinner i'm 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 swinging and yeah. uh, trying to figure things out. And I know that 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 could be a big sacrifice for someone else, but because I'm so focused and I'm so, I, I know the path that I want to go to It's for me, it's the most obvious thing because I know that in a few years I got to deliver on this and this and this and this. So I have to be consistent to be able to do, to deliver that. So in a way you grow towards, you, you take a, you take a vision of where you are right now. And then you determine which steps are necessary for that. You implement them in your routines and then you be consistent at it. Like the thing that I do with India, it's really funny because five years ago, nobody knew what I was doing in India. So it wasn't worth as much, but I've been there every year consistently and I have grown in me being able to do that. Like there's almost nobody going to India to, to do these ikaras. So if I if I would have gone only once, I would have been one of the people that have gone there and uh, did it. I'm not the only one, by the way. There are more people who have gone to India to to discover this. But I am the most consistent at it. So right now, I'm getting the most contacts. I am actually getting famous in India for me being... It wasn't the goal, but I've been consistent and it grew into that because now I have... A lot of contacts if I go to India. A lot of people, they they actually they, they you actually they have reach, friends too. You actually have friends. Reach, yeah, yeah. And they reach out to me, come visit my training place. And you get to the most craziest places without having to search for them. So that luxury, but that luxury only came because I invested my own money into go to to purchasing all these travels. Yeah, you cultivated so I, the relationships in, in all of that. Just like with the courses, I, I, I did, I spent my own, I took my own risk, I spent my own money to create the first course. And then eventually, because I created the first course, now you are above 99% of the people because who, who wants to do that risk? Who wants to put their own money into it and think that it would be, you know, 
come out any, as anything else. And then I keep doing it. So once I start doing something, I keep doing it. So I make more courses. I make more courses. And now what I see is the first year I only made one course. Second year I made two courses. Now I've made three courses. Next year I've, I've probably made um, a lot more because now the process is starting to, it's starting to flow. You know, it's starting to move and, yeah. and then it, it starts to pick, pick up. And I think that is what success is, is being consistent and learning from what you're and adapting and learning from what you're experiencing. Because if, if I would have gone to Thailand and then next year to, to, to South America, the, the expertise that I now have on this particular subject, this niche in India is, is valuable because nobody has done it. In the yeah. way that I've done it, and yeah. I'm not saying that I'm superior because I've no. done it, but it's just I I I took the risk. You know, there's a lot of people who want to do it, but they they you know they have their responsibilities, and it's just too much of a leap to actually go to an an, an unknown country on your own and trying to 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 learn how to actually. It's like riding a bicycle, right? You have to fall, and then you have to fall again, and people don't want to take the risk of falling so much. They, they just want to – now I only want to do it once I start to drive the bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> I just – I see someone else, you know, going at full speed. Oh, I want to I do that. But yeah. they don't want to – they don't want to go through the falling and the falling and then trying to pick up speed and then the, the small victories and the small defeats. It's and, why someone and, buys a 15-kilogram mace on accident <laughs> to start with, right? Yeah, exactly. They're like, oh, I see him do that. I'm very yeah. strong. I, I can do that. But uh, it's it's the consistency that uh, I think that is the answer to to your your prior question. I I, I noticed that I was going hey, on a tangent. W- well, what, what's cool about that answer is it makes it accessible to everyone. Pick your it shit, is accessible. Pick, pick yeah. your whatever your thing is and just be consistent. And you know yeah. you, you named it perfectly right. It, um, the I, I went to the beach the other day. There was a there was a party while everyone else was at the party. I walked fifty feet away on the beach. I put in my headphones and I listen to pod. I sit in the lotus position. I breathe. I watch my friends and I listen to podcasts of you being interviewed. And I take notes on questions <laughs> that people have asked you. And and wow. I want to do that. Wow. I'm getting comfort at, at 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 watching my friends and everyone have fun, but also preparing, knowing that hey, I have to do this because tomorrow I have this podcast, or in two days I have this podcast. Like you're you do, have, you're to- doing a great job, by the way, because you you actually listen to those uh, podcasts, which gives this discussion a completely different vibe so what you're doing is you're like i'm I'm see i'm witnessing your consistency in this conversation i think people that actually will listen to this or 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 viewing this they will notice this and they will notice the quality and which eventually makes them watch more of your interviews because you actually paid attention to it and you are consistent at it because you're doing it so much which means that there's guys there's no other there's no chance that you're not becoming better at what you're doing (laughs) so this is the answer the answer that i was looking for when i was younger is this it just had to be consistent and do something every day if i would have done it with the guitar i would have been i would have been a rock star man right now (laughs) (laughs) like i there's no there's there's if i would apply the same thing that i'm doing right now on something that is much more general or much more applicable maybe in business whatever it is making making money or if i would apply the same steps to that 
as I'm doing right now, you would be a hell of a success, successful person. But the thing is, the best thing is when you have integrate your passion into that. And that is yes. what I'm trying to do. Yeah. I'm trying to do that same thing with passion, which creates eventually something unique, which eventually in the long term will be something very valuable. But in the short term, it might not be, right? Uh, or it, it might you might not perceive it as successful but the whole thing is eventually when you're successful you know you you find out that it doesn't really matter that you're successful and you're still there so you gotta you gotta be okay with the whole journey and the fun thing is the journey and if you don't enjoy the journey then being consistent in something is not a lot of fun right because reaching towards that end point that is not going to be there's never gratification there no no, never. As a matter of fact, it's kind of like there's almost a morning, right? You finish working on a course, you're excited, but there's also a little bit of mourning. Like hmm. you, I, I can just remember yeah, making gone. films, it's, going oh, yeah, to film gone. festivals and winning, and then going back to my hotel room at night and just <laughs> being like, that. Like really? That's yeah. that's why I made the film? Like yeah. that, 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 like, I, I just felt empty. Like there, there was nothing there. Yeah. Wow, um, what a beautiful conversation! I, I really enjoy it. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm always, uh, I'm always, I, I really love people. I mean, I'm, I'm, I really love humanity, and mm-hmm. I'm always scared to start every one of these shows because I feel this enormous obligation to not waste anyone's time. I know time is like the most valuable um, uh, commodity g- gift. Yeah, we have, and so um, I, I appreciate you giving my giving me your time. I'm glad to share you, but I have a I have a whole wide array of guests, and I was like, oh my goodness, look at this guy, and and I and I, what do I don't know anything about what this guy does, and I'm always have this fear, but but you are truly made it easy and a pleasure, and I and I appreciate you coming on and sharing a piece of your life with us. Hey man, so it's 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 been a great time, and I enjoy I enjoy talking about what I do, and uh, I, and I and I'm also learning, you know. Just by speaking, you're you're learning. Yes. Just by just by mouthing and if you pull something out of me that's very deep, and I'm and I'm able to put words on it, it becomes a concept that I that is, you know, that's very valuable. Also, I, I, also for, for me. So I think I think you should be or you shouldn't you shouldn't be anything. But I, I think that that could be something if you would be more. If you if you would view yourself as a gateway where people could work could mouth their own thoughts, and eventually create coherent uh, um, sentences from those thoughts, then that's very valuable for the guests to be on. You know, so in that way, podcasts are very valuable. Um, I, I hope I I hope I don't get in trouble for this. Um, <laughs> I I view. When I have conversations with people, it is a very, very important goal of mine that the two mm. of us at some point go somewhere into the unknown together. That is mm. like my goal. What wow. can I learn about myself that I didn't know? And what can my guests know? And can we go there holding hands into the unknown and maybe like learn something together? Like I, I sort of view that like that should be our goal of talking. And so I like a, I, I just I have a blue check mark. And so I use that to lure people like you. I'd slip into your DMs and I and I try to woo you with my check mark like a like a snake charmer. So I I slept in I slipped into Patrick da- uh, Patrick Bet David's DMs and I um I said I'd love to have you on my podcast. I promise we will have fun. 
And I'm like thinking there's this guy probably charges $50,000 for one hour of consulting. Like, he, like, and he says, tell me about your podcast. Mm-hmm. And here I am, this grown ass man sitting in my couch in my living room in my beautiful house, looking at my 90 inch TV set. And all of a sudden I'm a scared little, like <laughs> he wants to know what my pot, tell me about your podcast. And this is what I wrote to him. And I, and I, and I, it, it just, it was so hard for me to write this. I wrote this to him. I said, uh, Patrick, the ideal outcome of every podcast is a journey into the unknown, a playful and honest, open dialogue where we can glean a deeper understanding of ourselves. I've learned that this journey can be done using any topic from automobiles to cosmology. We, we have hundreds of thousands of downloads a week with 52 weeks of steady growth. I love people. I suspect we will have a good time. So I, and then I sent it. And then I took a screenshot of this and sent this to my producer. And I'm like, fuck, he's never going to come on the show. I sound like an asshole. And within a few hours, he said, perfect. Send me an email. (laughs) I was like, I was like, (laughs) yeah, you're speaking your truth, man. You're also convincing me to do, to, to start podcasting now because Ah. (laughs) you're very, you're very convincing. (laughs) So that's that's a very well put. Most people I would say absolutely do, do not do it. I would say that to most people, but you truly like people. You truly love people. It's obvious. Um, and what's interesting is Patrick bed. David loves people too. His podcast. You can just tell, man, he is just a lover of people. And uh, if you love people, um, it's cool as shit. It's cool as shit. But, but like, like it's a ton, like I do not miss a day. I, I, I am, I'm in it to win it. Like, so I know, I know. But I also know that I don't jump into things very quickly. Yeah. But if I jump into things, I'll be very consistent. So yeah. the moment, <laughs> that's that's the thing. So I'm, I'm definitely not scared that I can become very good at things, but I'm just very selective at what I really start because I know Your time. If, you have, if you have too many branches, you cannot be consistent with too many branches. But I definitely have a feeling that the, there, there could be more... Um, once you know, once once I really have more freedom in my life, when I have to 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 worry less about money and all these things, then uh, then I have more space to be consistent at these things. And I think that is also what a successful entrepreneur like Patrick Bat David eventually does. Right, he, everything that he starts and does, he does really rapidly. He is he's on a he's on a good level, and that's also the saying that once you. Uh, put a millionaire into another country without money before you know it, he'll be a millionaire again because he knows these consistent, he knows how to, he knows the, the exact path that we talked about. He knows those steps. And yeah. um, if you apply that to anything, like I, 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 I real, I just realized that with these tools, I can, I can just move to anything, like uh, just any sport, anything. Just, just name name something, and if I would put my whole mind to it, the same mindset, uh, you can become successful at it. And at first, when I was younger, I think this is the the big takeaway also for me is that that from from this conversation is when I was younger, that really I really thought differently about it, and I think I now have a broader perspective of, of what that exactly was. I didn't believe in the in the the. I didn't believe in a word consistency or I didn't I didn't understand the power of it because I, I thought that people were born with talent. People have luck. People people fall into situations. People they and, and then suddenly it's here. But what I realize now, if if it was like you're saying two years ago, you listen to a podcast and I was a different human being two years ago. So 
if if this would be my hallmark of success, being on a podcast with you, right? Just say this is this is my moment. This is this is the 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 thing that I worked all these years for. If I would now have wanted this two years ago in this version, then this podcast would have might have been less valuable for people. Uh. I'm not saying I was less valuable two years ago. I'm just saying I've now grown into a human being that can actually handle a conversation uh, in a different way. Right. And, and yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. 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 You know, it's funny you said too, is I interview a lot of young athletes and, um, and, and some of them it's been through the years and it is interesting to see, um, the, uh, some people realize the opportunity with, people who aren't necessarily having normal conversations. Like I don't have normal conversations you could say, and they Mm -hmm. see the opportunity and some people are like terrified of it or offended by it or, but they don't realize that no wait, Like, like, like we just like, uh, uh, Harbert and I, we just surfed a big wave and some people will see a big wave and, and, and and not want to surf it. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's, it's great. It's great to have met you. My last question is this. How many times have you has your head bumped that clock? I mean, that is not a place you put a clock. I mean, you are a grown ass man. You are a big man, and that yeah, clock yeah, is in yeah. a spot that seems like uh, like a short guy would put, like like a yeah, short yeah, Armenian. But, but guy. it also has a clock on the other side, so it's actually a pretty cool clock because you can it's watch very it from cool. Both sides, yeah, yeah. It's very um, cool. It's a good question. I th- I think. Um, I think I've hit it with the the clubs more than with my head. <laughs> you have <laughs> hit it? Yeah, yeah, I've hit it. Like I said. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is how it usually happens. It, it doesn't really go anywhere, so it's it's still it's still working. <laughs> okay. Harbert, thank you very much. Um, I, I'm, I, I will continue to follow you on Instagram and live vicarious through you. I think my days at 49 years old with three kids of, of traveling through India and, and uh, are, are over. But um, uh, anyone who who wants to be inspired to live a really good life, um, you, you should follow this guy. He's he's leading by example. And thank you. Oh, I really appreciate that, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, if you want to learn more, then uh, just look for The Flowing Dutchman. And uh, the company that uh, is behind it with the courses is DutchFlowAcademy.com. And uh, I, I mainly use Instagram and YouTube as my main channels right now. So that is, um, yeah, if you want to get to know me better, then that's probably the first steps. <laughs>